Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Metal Gear Solid Games Club. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt. I am joined here by my co-host and kind of partner in this endeavor, uh, Connor McCabe. Metal Gear. <laughs> Welcome to the front line, soldier. Um, I guess, Connor, you, you, you know, you, you're a guest on this episode, but you know, feel free to stretch those hosting legs too if you want at any point. You know, just you could take it over. I'll take it back from you. you take it from me. You know, that's kind of fun and and uh, and sort of a uh, betrayal. Yeah. Uh, wait, no. Now I'm actually I'm good again. Sort mm-hmm. of uh, thing. I, yeah, I agree, and yeah, let's just get really loose with these reins, is cool. what I want today. Dream uh, come true. You know what I mean? I've never thought about this before, but I am kind of like Solid Snake, and you are kind of like Liquid Snake, huh? I See, I always sort of saw myself <laughs> as more of a, a, a sniper wolf type. Gotcha. All right. Well, undoubtedly, though, this next person I'm about to introduce onto the show is our Otacon, for, for absolute sure. And that is, of course, July Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why know, am Otacon, I Otacon? It stands for Otaku Convention. You're a big anime fan. Sure, sure. I, I, I enjoy Connor then. I, I'm in love with Connor if he's Sniper Wolf. <laughs> I guess It's all that's making true. sense to me. You like to, you like to pee your pants a lot. I do like to <laughs> sort of just be invisible and walk around anywhere where, where people don't know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Sort of a voyeur. A voyeur. <laughs> of, uh, well, welcome to the show. Um, we're so happy to have you. We have a few more uh, guests on today. Of course, the uh, this this uh, guest, he actually uh, chose Metal Gear Solid as, as his Call Me By Your Game game back in the day. And that is Michael Stevens. Wait, what? which one am I? He, which? Oh, I don't oh get I'm sorry. Thing. You're Vulcan Raven. <laughs> <laughs> He's so Vulcan Raven. You're so Vulcan Raven. That's so Vulcan Raven. Yeah, that's so Vulcan Raven. You see that? And we would have never got to that that's so Raven joke if if you didn't do it. That's true. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. Uh, And we're happy to have you here, sir, um, bringing that insight. Okay, uh, this next guy is Revolver Ocelot Jacques Maladou. Hey, thank you. I definitely see myself as a Western-style gunslinger, mm-hmm. an expert interrogator whose weapon of choice is the Colt Single Action Army. Okay, someone's on the Wikipedia, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I read that sentence verbatim earlier. Uh, Jacques, it's, we're lucky to have you. This is, this is great, buddy. Thanks for joining. Thanks, man. I'm lucky to have y'all. Mm. Mm. And of course, mm. we couldn't have a Metal Gear game without Roy Campbell. <laughs> our, our 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 friend back at headquarters that is of course Michael McCaller. What's up, buddy? I wanted to be Vulcan Raven. So bad. <laughs> okay, you can be Vulcan Raven. No, what? Mikey, no. you can no. be Psycho Mantis. What the fuck? No way! <laughs> I'm Vulcan Raven. Everyone, there was I'm a, a big, joke about it. Chunky guy, and you're a thin, wiry genius. I feel you, like it. No, tracks. it's not. You true. know, it's like I thought I want to be Vulcan Raven. <laughs> <laughs> what about we my big giant Raven. machine gun that I'm always carrying around, though? That's that's true, pretty... McCaller. How do you? How do you contend with that? That's true. Yeah. Of all the people I have tried to shoot with Nikita missiles, Mikey mm-hmm. Stevens is the one most likely to realize it and turn around. 
and shoot yeah. it before it hits it. Th- that's and I'm always be eaten by my namesake after I <laughs> Damn die. It. You took my <laughs> took my next joke. <laughs> by the way, remember that show La Femme Nikita? Mm-hmm. Oh, Is yeah. that what the rockets named after? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, famously huge fan of Femme Nikita. Yeah, yeah. 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 The original name for the uh, Stinger missile was Silk Stockings. Yes, right. And the even originaler name was Barbarella, right? Um, (laughs) Anyways. Track it all back to Jane Fonda. We are. (laughs) Sherparella. We are covering. I do remember that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You better believe it. Uh, the uh, there was two movies growing up that I just couldn't. I wanted to see so bad, and of course I wasn't allowed. And the two movies were Striptease and uh, Showgirls. I remember those mm. two. I just I yeah. oh, wanted to watch them so bad. Were you really like pandering over those movies, but you couldn't? I was like, Dad, it's cool. There's probably not even nudity in it. Just let me rent it. You know, oh crying, there is crying and, and, <laughs> and blockbuster. Oh no, oh, there son, I is. know for a fact there is. <laughs> <laughs> so we are covering the first game in the Metal Gear Solid series today. Um, I'm very excited to do this. This is also our first episode in the whole Games Club season. This is going to take about uh, the first half of the year to get through. We have a calendar already set up. Who's doing which episodes, which is super exciting. Um, we have it all mapped out. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous going into this just because this is not only a big episode, but it's the first one. And, you know, we're getting this one on tape. And so it's going to be out there forever. Uh, I, I, what are I you do, nervous about? Are you, you, you going to say something controversial? I, I just hope. I, yeah. Yeah. When I get nervous, I, I, I say cancelable offensive things. So oh, no. Let's just all cross our fingers. That doesn't happen today. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. I want to hear about everyone's history with the Metal Gear Solid series. Um, before we jump in, just so we have that all on record, uh, and I think you know it's just a good thing to do to hear where people are coming from. Um, I shared and Connor shared on the Metal Gear Metal Gear Two episode and july shared on that too as well so i we only really have three histories with the series we kind of need to get through today yeah listeners if you want to hear our histories yes just go listen to that episode we're not going to talk about it here we're yeah i'll i'll get i will maybe we'll give a, an abridged version of it here but i would recommend that listeners go back and listen to that super npcs episode of uh metal gear metal gear 2 because we t- talk about a lot of this se- a lot of the series as a whole like an overview and then you know we go into detail about our experiences with it and um it also will catch you up to the story up until now which i'll give an abridged version of this episode too so maybe there's no reason to listen to that old episode because I'm just we're just gonna rehash it all anyway. Shit's happening. He's saying the controversial thing. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, he I'm said not, hash. I'm not encouraging you to drop your subscription. I, I'm just. Uh, he, he stop, stop, stop it. I'll give an abridged version of my history with the series. I started with two, basically. I kind of missed one, and then I've played uh, about every other game in the series. I like it a lot. It's uh, it's one of those. Where I remember in college, like going down a rabbit hole, like Metal Gear Solid timeline, and like reading the entire batshit bonkers bonanza that is the the overarching story of Metal Gear. Connor, you want to give a little brief overview of your history? And yeah, Connor, actually, can you be a little like half-assed about it the way Jeremy was with his uh, yes, history as too? if you've already done it before once. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm definitely good at uh, you know reading the host and taking uh, taking uh, a step behind their lead. So yeah, definitely listener, go and listen to the uh, episode of Super NPCs where I uh, in great detail chronicle that. There's also some fun surprises on that episode. So you know, oh yeah, there's a it. huge there's a huge surprise. Um, July and I are both <laughs> pregnant, um, which is the surprise. I'll spoil it now. Together. Um, yeah, this uh, is a series I totally missed growing up. I may have heard of it, but was really not even... I don't even remember knowing enough about it to be interested in playing it. Uh, I think I learned about uh, who Snake even was in Super Smash Bros. Brawl when he was introduced. And the first time I ever played it was uh, was when Mr... Mikey Stevens came on the episode two of Call Me By Your Game to talk about it. I I had gotten a PS Classic, so I had played through, I don't know if it was before after the episode, but all the way up to the Sniper Wolf fight. And then last year in about March, I was playing it on the original PS1, got to the tower uh, stairs sequence and got so annoyed with it that I stopped playing until last week, where in about four days I powered through and finished the game. And now Damn. I'm just, I'm cuckoo for metal gear solid i'm all about it i'm like really yeah. loving this ride so far i'm playing two on two different versions right now not the you didn't so, do the entire game again right you just picked up where you had kind of stopped i just or... picked it up at the stair gotcha. uh sequence and i almost finished it in one night uh got to metal gear rex mm-hmm. and anyway yeah you're that's playing about wait it. you're playing two twice He's I'm playing, playing two and two different versions, right? Why? I'm streaming it on the PS2, <laughs> and then just when I feel like it, I've got my brand new PS3 mm. hooked up in Fresh my Fresh out of the box. Where that's like my wind down game is played through a part I've already played through, but I'm better at it because I just did it. And it's and it's so funny that, Connor, you're choosing to stream the PS2 version, which yes. is very much harder to stream than your oh, yeah. HDMI-capable PS3. Worse too. Yeah, well, it looks much worse. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people on Twitch have, like, a fetish about original hardware. Oh, every so, time yeah. I say original hardware, they, the, <laughs> the oh, you got to see the chat. It goes crazy. I get original hard. There. <laughs> there. There's the cancelable thing. There we go. Um, Don't talk about being hard. <laughs> great. <laughs> Ju- July. I think uh, should for every episode of the series, are we going to, the three of us, uh-huh. just explain our sort of <laughs> background with the series? You know yeah. what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's make okay, a pact great. right here and now that we're going to say the same things just to reiterate. I love it. Every time. I love it. Okay, yeah. so I short version... Never really played any of them, uh, except for the demo of this game that came with a Pizza Hut order, and I was terrible at it. Um, what was the order? Uh, it was, I think, it was just cheesy bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know when they got that order? I'm supposed like, to remember what the order is. Bread? I don't know. I just. That something so memorable as getting the MGS demo for the first time, I would have definitely remembered everything I ate. It, it might have been like day. the stuffed crust cheese peaks. I remember that being a huge God, thing with those. So good. Yeah, so good. So good. Um, but yeah, that's my short version of, you know, I'm playing all these for the first time. And this one in particular, wow, had mm-hmm. an amazing time. And I took a lot of notes. So. Yes, perfect. I'm glad you did. Uh, we will be getting, we'll be getting to our, uh, to our games club portion of it here in just a bit, but uh, Mikey Stevens, yo, what what do you uh, think about this this whole I, 
I also started this game on a demo, a little demo disc, and the demo uh, goes all the way up to the DARPA chief um, Mm. dying, and it it got me hooked, baby. Uh, Wait, are we doing spoilers? Are we doing spoilers? (laughs) Yes, yes. This is a this is the DARPA chief, very spoilery. Dying to tell me all about his prison cell is what I yeah. he interrupted me when he described it in detail. Yeah. He couldn't. He just had so much. He had decorated the place anyway. Uh, I played that dang demo over and over and over uh, until I finally got a copy of the game uh, through a trade with a friend of mine because I didn't actually oh. ever buy the first Metal Gear Solid. I can't even remember what I traded for it. Um, but it was trade. Huh? What's that? I don't. I couldn't hear. Anyway, we said cheesy bread, and Jacques said jacks, jacks, jacks. It was a pat. It was, it was uh, my 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 prized uh, jacks uh, and some marbles and one of those paddle balls with the rubber. It was a bunch of old timey toys. Yeah. Um, Wow. And this was a very old man, and so he was down to trade. He was like, "These, you're missing out, idiot, you dumb kid. Here, take this copy of Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. yeah. It only takes about 10 hours to beat, so he was through it. Yeah. Um, I This game is very near and dear to me. I love this game very much. Uh, it is still, to this day, I think, kind of one of the only like stealth games that I like. Like, at least as far as series go, I remember trying Splinter Cell and I liked it, but I didn't beat it. And I never, like, got into... I, I remember trying a bunch of them. Like, I've tried Thief. I've tried Hitman. Uh, post-Metal Gear thinking, like, oh, you know, I'll like these games. And I just, I don't know, something about the quirky weirdness of these games and insane RPG-esque level storytelling and stuff. <laughs> Uh, crazy ragtag cast of characters. Uh, that's what I'm all about. So I've beat this one, the second one, and the third one, and have played four and five, but have not beat those. But I love oh. the series, and anytime one comes out, I'll always play it, uh, whether I beat it or not. I don't know. They're getting very robust, I will say, and big and kind of daunting. That's how I felt about five, but... Uh, had a lot of fun playing it still did not complete it but yeah yeah that's a good i love that thank you for sharing that's a good point that's like kind of a good point that like this game you know not to get into the discussion yet but it really does like have its cake and eat and eats it all as well you know where it's like we're a military action game just kidding we're total fantasy <laughs> yeah crazy uh, just kind of does whatever it wants it's like yeah um yeah it's great McCaller. Any uh, experience with Metal Gear Solid? Boy, do I. Uh, yeah, it was a, one of those games that on, I, I mean, like the PlayStation 1 era was my time of getting a game and loving it and playing it over and over again for no reason. So I played through this game a bunch of times as a child and haven't touched it since then. And just the other day sat down and streamed a playthrough of it. And I remembered everything. I was like quoting lines from like first time <laughs> as a child. Wow. That's great. Um, and just like remembering like little things I'm supposed to do. And then even like moments that I knew were hard were just as hard as I 
remember them being. It was the yeah. exact same experience. That's great. That's great. I wish I I wish I had the nostalgia for this game mm. um, that I do for some of the other ones. Uh, although I this is my this is my definitively my favorite Metal Gear mm. game in the series. Dude, same. So like, like officially. Official, officially, yeah. I mean, I'm replaying them all this year, so we'll see. It might change by the end, but I think, like, at, well, I played this game for the first time in 2019 when that PS mm. Mini came out, and uh, and immediately, I, and that's like I knew right away. I was like, oh, this is my favorite one. This is my fa- favorite one of all of them. Um, Jock, I want to yeah. hear from you. What's what's your history with the game? All right, so this is crazy, but like, uh, we had Metal Gear on NES. Oh, Wait, you you and who? Yeah, my who brothers, did? my brothers and I. Uh, oh, for, your for, older for the, brothers, yes. For those playing the drinking your game. Your brother, your brother, uh, and you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, they were like, they're older than me, and so they like were into like, really into finding out what are the best games and stuff like that. And so we had that, and it was really fun. I don't think I ever beat it, but I got pretty far. And then we definitely got Metal Gear Solid as soon as it came out. They were pumped about it. And I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, snake. Um. Yeah, it was just like played that it was amazing. Played the second one, and I was just like that stupid idiot who of the era who was like, I don't want to play as fucking Raiden. Fuck this. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> stop, stop playing it. And then I didn't. I never played three, which I know is supposed to be amazing, and I really want to. Uh, I never played four, but I like love five. Mm-hmm. I played it like so many hours. I like love that game. Yeah, but still, this is my number one. Yeah, I have some. Uh, we'll t- we'll t- when we d- talk about our closing thoughts of the game. Uh, I'll I'll just I'll kind of talk about why I think this one's the best or why it's definitely my favorite. But it's it's an interesting game. It, it's an interesting series, right? Because it evolves so wildly over time. Not just from the NES game, but from this game to two to two to three to three. To All three. right, well, let's yeah. not spoil those. Well, I'll just spoil the endings, and, and which, out of context, July, you won't have any context for, right? Um, I'm sensing another Ocarina of Time incident. Metal Gear Solid is a stealth game developed by Konami and released for the PlayStation 1 in 1998. It was directed, produced, and written by Hideo Kojima. It follows the MSX2 video games, Metal Gear, and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, which Kojima also worked on. It was unveiled at the 1996 Tokyo Game Show and demonstrated at trade shows, including 1997's Electronic Entertainment Expo, which we know as E3. Uh, its Japanese release was originally planned for late 1997 before being delayed to 1998. Uh, this game was developed by a staff of 20 people, a small team for such a major title. Kojima preferred to have a smaller team so that he gets to know everyone in the team, knows what they are working on, and can know if anyone is sick or unhappy. That is awesome that is actually you think he actually does that i kind of do believe this yeah uh and i it, it is so against the auteur sort of personality you would assume he has which is like yeah ken, uh, ken levine does ken the levine. opposite yes. of this <laughs> right ken um, levine learns just enough about you to hurt, hurt you, you. <laughs> emotionally 
Yeah, Kojima's in there trying to be like, hey, buddy, have you seen your wife lately? Like, why don't you take the <laughs> night off? Go home, you know? Um, <laughs> Ken Levine has tied your wife to the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, it was originally planned for the 3DO. Oh, my God. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> um, Jeez. Uh, and was developed alongside Police Knots, which is uh, which is the, the game that he developed before this that came out on like the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation One uh, in Japan only. It features uh, both Solid Snake and Meryl as characters in that game, as well as a mentioning of a Metal Gear. So, uh, Snatcher, Police Knots, and Metal Gear cross pollinate a lot of times with uh, terminology and weapons and ideas. Uh, when the 3D eventually was... Easter eggs too. Um, D- I'm playing through two, yeah. and I no spoilers, but there's a part where there's some. Uh, I think both police knots and snatcher get referenced in a text. Yeah, um, poli- there's a police knots poster uh, in the boss arena for ninja in that office that I just beat. Oh no way! And yeah, and like when they do the cutscene, he's framed up perfectly against the police knots poster. That's so awesome. Like, yeah. Just looking at my email, this is uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 we're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, just making sure. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so when the 3DO was continued, obviously the PlayStation became its new home. Solid Snake's face is molded after Christopher Walken's. <laughs> Whereas his body is modeled after Jean-Claude Van Damme's. Um, anyone get a Va- Van Damme vibe from his body? I didn't, I didn't get a vibe of either of those dudes. <laughs> I thought I recognized those pecs somewhere. You can kind of see in my, in my background here. I would I have loved him doing the splits. That's very Van Damme to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what I want is to see Christopher Walken play solid, like, big boss. <laughs> I wanted to voice Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah. Meryl. You've got to go <laughs> away from Sniper Wolf. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good stuff. Uh, the, the, for, choice to call, <laughs> the choice to call the game Metal Gear Solid instead of Metal Gear 3 was Kojima stating that he didn't think Metal Gear was popular enough of a name to use the cachet of, especially in the West, which I agree with. Smart. And let's be honest, Metal Gear Solid, that name rocks. Metal Gear 3, I don't think we would have known what to do with that. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Disgusting. Not as not as the introductory game to most people. Yeah, I think it was like, smart. Three. I didn't yeah, play totally. the other two. I'm never playing this. Yeah, I because I you know maybe because of my um I don't know why this is but I I do feel the need to play every game in a series once I start. So when I start with a psychosis, sequel, psychosis, <laughs> insanity. Yep. Um, prior to its uh, North American release, it, an estimated 12 million demos for the game were distributed in 1998. Wow. Uh, that's demos, why a lot of us man. played those demo discs. Um, upon release, the game was a commercial success. It became one of the most rented games in the United States and top sales charts in the United Kingdom. PC da- data, which tracks sales in the United States, reported that Metal Gear Solid sold 1.6 million copies and earned... $51.8 million of revenue in 1998 alone. You missed a line there. 
ten thousand of the units of the demos were baked into the pizzas. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to bring up controversy on this episode because we don't have enough time. It's just now I'm remembering when I was biting into the za. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was biting into the disc. Yeah, yeah. You mean the cheesy bread, right? The cheesy bread. Sorry. Right. Yeah, okay. And it was there's that crunch that kind of cut your mouth so the cheese could get in your bloodstream faster and to think about it the cheesy bread the sort of the disc was peering out of the cheesy bread because it was just a long strand i should have known yeah yeah um a remake came out for the gamecube called twin snakes to mix reviews um more on that later because we will do an episode on twin snakes for for this uh for this series uh, the game is also available for PC, PS3, and the PlayStation Mini. Um, I kind of can't tell with modern consumers what would be the easiest way to play this game today. I think it might be the PS Mini. It could be. Uh, is it available on Vita like digitally? It It is, but I think even less people have Vitas than they do PS3s, and I think most people don't have PS3s. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying you to think. You, don't play, you can't play this on the PS4, right? No. No. <laughs> that's insane yeah ps1 games are just absent from new yeah. playstation systems and it hurts my feelings maybe that new uh uh service will have it i guarantee well if they do start a service i mean they <sighs> love to yay. put metal gear solid on stuff mm. so um i'm playing it on the ps1 and there's a ton of those available so or i played <laughs> it on that so keep yeah. an eye out even the ps mini is kind of a hard to find item now that's what i think that's what i was thinking too yeah like um, it also I, sucks. Yeah, I don't just don't know. That. Well, the PS Mini, I think, could be yeah, yeah, because there's no rumble with Metal Gear mm-hmm. Solid, which is half the fun. That's I played it on the PS Mini, and when Naomi Hunter tries to give you a massage mm-hmm. during your torture session, nothing happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same. Nothing <laughs> happened besides me jerking it. <laughs> mm. Same. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh, another cancelable thing. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's sort of an overview of this game and the and uh, I guess just like the kind of historical context around it. It is a lot of these Metal Gear games are really steeped in current day uh, political uh, news cycle and climate. So like. It's funny that like Metal Gear One and Two deal with a lot of oil crisis stuff. Like a lot of like oil is part of the plot of these games, and like who has control of the world's oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metal Gear Solid is obviously like nukes and um, NFTs. Know, yeah, NFTs. Uh. <laughs> uh, that's rumored to be the Secret Six uh, sixth game that Kojima yeah. is actually working on with Konami. Right, right, right. It's just yeah. going to be an NFT. Yeah. So like one person will own and I, the play. Guys, I want you to know, I get what he's going for. Yeah, totally. Mm. And I think it's good. Um I'm not, I'm too dumb to get it. What is the what would you say that this game's sort of aping off of like in real life like news news cycle really? It's like so it's it's pre 9/11 by about f- 4 or 5 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes place in 2009. It it Five or five, excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But but it's weird because like the '90s is like this almost like um, oddly uh, void of like specific mm-hmm. world. Well, prop, it's you know it's still kind of like 
the remnants of the Cold War. I think yeah, there's a lot of right. Russian fear. There's a lot of talk of like uh, some of Liquid Snake's allies were Russians who care only about rebuilding the motherland. It's like that was the only thing we had was yeah. we just got out of a thing with Russia and never, I think, never. I think to your point up. too, Jeremy, like devoid of a world thing, the crux of the story being like a group trying to start an event of that yeah. nature so that your arms dealers and what have you can make money and shit. I think yeah. that's kind of like where MGS one fits yeah. into that I, little pocket. I think that's probably, that's probably super accurate as well as like, just like the general idea of terrorists were like kind of a popular premise to call on back in the 90s like they were about to get about real to get popular. popular yeah yeah well i would actually different argue, kinds of terrorists I, I was gonna say i was i would actually For argue sure. they, they get less way less popular like kind of within the next decade after 9-11 it's like it's like you don't really see plots where like terrorists are like the main bad guys i in guess action. in in yeah. pop culture certainly but yeah. or like yeah things being created i think it became i would almost argue so popular that people didn't want to touch it kind of yeah. if, you know what i mean i don't want to mm-hmm. Do it, I think popular anything. is an interesting word choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, like I think terrorists were super popular. They were hot. They were, fucking, they were, they hot, had, they were hot. Early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone I mean, signed their yearbook. I, yeah. Well, because like if, if you're a movie like I don't I'm trying to think of a movie that's not that's just like oh like, oh, like Air, Air Force One or something. You know, it's like okay, they're Russian terrorists. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. just yeah. like it's like an easy thing to kind of throw. In uh, E.T., the kid dresses up as a terrorist. It's, there. it's <laughs> like one of the shit. kids' Halloween costumes. Oh, my God. Is that true? Really? Yeah. And then in the Whoa. remake, they changed it to like a, a homeless person. Wait, in the <laughs> remake oh of, a- of E.T.? In the like in the, the release HD they version. did, they, like the version where they like changed the guns to like the changes radios. Oh, what he says. I, I like, thought Jason Reitman did like an E.T. As remake. I homeless person. About. Yeah, it or really something. is like that. Like, Great improvement. Yeah, you're like, that's kind of. Yeah, <laughs> guys, don't worry. In the next one, they're gonna change it to Native American, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll be fat person. Is what Metal Gear Solid is a, uh, a a sneak game. I think this actual this genre of game was was not only popularized but pioneered by Kojima in a lot of ways. I don't unless anyone has any other memories of a sneak game. I can't really remember any, especially that would predate like the MSX games, Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how would you guys describe like the basic gameplay of this? Hmm. Something I realized in replaying this that there's so there's a lot of like almost challenge rooms where you kind of like learn the guards' patterns and you can either sneak past them or kill them or get a silenced weapon and shoot them. And then if you get caught, it's frantic and you're running around. And then I think it was Connor who mentioned this while I was streaming it like, once you fight a helicopter, like the last half of the game is kind of a boss rush. You were just like in giant set pieces mm-hmm. against individual adversaries, and you don't get any more stealth. The stealth just kind of vanishes. Mm. Is that the beginning yeah, the- of disc two? 
Mm-hmm. A, a little the, bit before, a little bit yeah. before, because you have like three. You have the helicopter, and then you have the elevator with the invisible guys, and then you have Sniper Wolf, mm-hmm. and then you are into disc two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. being someone who just uh, is is fresh off playing this game, and therefore whose memory is f- quite phenomenal. <laughs> uh, this game is, as far as the gameplay goes, not really including the codex sequences, which are fantastic. I'm sure we'll talk about those, but as far as the gameplay, there's um, two very distinct, uh, not modes, but ways that you're playing this game. You're doing what McCaller was saying, you're going up against bosses uh, in various environments and set pieces, and then you are doing the stealth, sneaking around, avoiding guard vision, avoiding cameras, trying not to fall through a trap door, um, you know, that sort of thing. And for what they were able to do on this game, I feel like the controls are still a little clunky at this day and age, you know, 23 years, in the, 24 years in the future. But overall, I think they it's very well designed. Yeah, um, I, I for the uninitiated, I guess you could describe it as a top-down third-person sneaking game, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you're on a grid. So, uh, And so you have they, the ability to look in first-person at times. Yep. Yeah. And any time you want, you can hit triangle and look around your environment in third person. Um, but for the most part, you're going to be looking at Snake from a top-down view, which is exactly how you saw him in the MSX games. So it was very, it, you know, more than a lot of games, it was like a very close analog to just port like the ideas over from one to the next. In fact, if you play Metal Gear's two Solid Snake, like they have most of the stuff in here between the crawling and the alert, uh, mm-hmm. the alert system versus the what is it called? They have a specific uh, term for it. It's alert mode versus evasion mode versus infiltration mode. <laughs> infiltration I can tell mode you what those, is, how those are different. Yeah. Yeah. No, Infiltra- I'm kidding. I it, oh, it. One, is, <laughs> one is red, one is green. Yes, and, and one, one is, is neutral. New, infiltration mode is neutral, and then um, uh, I guess escape, what is it? Uh, alert. Evasion. Al- alert mode is, no, sorry, evasion mode is green, and then alert mode is red. Um, this there's game. a similar uh, sort of uh, um, that's similar to the game Tenchu Stealth Assassins. If you ever played that, yeah, I've does that, that predate this game? I was thinking I, about that. I don't know. Huh? I bet you it does. Actually, now that I think about it, timeline they got to be very similar. They got to be close because Tenchu is. Oh no, it's 1998. So they might have been de- being developed. In at the tandem? same time, yeah, it, it came out one month in before. Before, wow! Oh, actually, yeah, in America. So actually, a few months after the Japanese release. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never really played Tenchu, but I love it. People, people, a lot of people love it. Yeah, you could you could throw a bowl of rice, and it was just a collected <laughs> bowl <laughs> from a roof, <laughs> and then a guard would get it and, and sit there and eat the rice yeah, from yeah. the ground, and then you could uh, assassin break his neck. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Hope you enjoyed your dinner. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, have some more cheesy bread. <laughs> Neck break. Um, there's a... Uh, I guess, like, oh, there's also weapons. You do get a bunch of weapons because, yeah, all these little sneaking arenas are punctuated by firefights yeah, with, like, bosses. cigarettes. Yeah, c- cigarettes, which will help you see through, like, infrared lasers. It'll also steady your hand. Yep. 
for oh. sniping. Yeah, um, they make you look cool. Yeah, but um, it depletes your uh, life. It does bar. deplete your mm-hmm. life. Wait, so if you've got your sniper rifle out and you don't have any diazepam, you can put a cigarette and mm-hmm. be chill. Yep. You know cool. something out, I am just now thinking, realizing that I like about this game is you don't go into menus at all. Specifically, even when you're changing your items, you've got your uh, L2, which are like, yeah, your cigarettes, your rations, your usable items that aren't weapons. Mm -hmm. But then you have your R2, which is you can cycle through your different weapons that way. Yes, and that is something that will change in later games, which I think Mm. does hurt the workflow, if so to speak, Mm. of of the games. Like It's it's nice, it keeps you in it. It does. It, it absolutely keeps you in it, and you can collect uh, seemingly infinite amounts of either weapons oh, or items. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, get the fuck out of here with this. Oh, you can't carry this. You have to throw this or get rid of this. Yeah. yeah fuck or, off. Yeah, I know. Fuck that. Hey, There's let's so many settle down with games with inventory management, okay? We <laughs> like it. Some of they can work. They You're can right. Work. There are some games that really tickle tickle my fancy in terms of in- inventory management. This game, though, uh, as someone who's played a later entry game in this series, uh, was did not enjoy having to move stuff between a backpack and my inventory. It just was, it's, it's, it felt... That sounds fun. That sounds really fun, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. That that inventory management wasn't fun. Yeah. Uh, Well, um, also, I guess part of uh, gameplay is that you will be um, uh, talking back and forth with your comrades through a codec system, which is basically like FaceTime. (laughs) And uh, you will be given, you'll you'll have their little. uh, Hey, Ling, who's that? Campbell, Naomi. Um, yeah, you'll be able to talk to them uh, via uh, codec, I guess, well, wait, wait, frequencies, uh, some of which are hidden, some of which are secrets. Um, and on that note, I do I do have a little section at the end where we can kind of talk about secrets in general, but uh, this game has like a ton of systems and secrets in it, right? Like more than I think most games, Kojima loves to hide like, Easter eggs and fun, cool. If you do this in this sequence, then this will happen. And there are infinite amount of dialogue options and threads that you will totally miss, like even on your fourth playthrough of the game, because there's just so many different ways that that things can go. Like I just was reading about one where if you like have a cigarette in your like you're holding your cigarette, right? It's in your it's in your inventory, and you talk to any one of the characters in the game, they will respond to you differently. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Mm. I, I love. I I really love that he does that. It, it it makes this game feel more of a celebration of something than just a game mm. for people to have fun that was just made and thrown out. It really makes it feel like a work of art. Kojima is. Uh, it's very obvious his adoration for cinema. Uh, in fact, I think he wanted to be a, a filmmaker before. I might. I, I think I'm recounting this about him correctly. He wanted to be a filmmaker before he got into games. So it's really cool that someone who sort of has that celebration instinct or is such a big fan of movies ended up putting a lot of that fun stuff in his game. Yeah, which it's, you know, like his games are obviously very cinematic, but he does with gaming things that only video games can do, mm-hmm. which is those multiple choice type things right. and interactivity and 
Um, and up to and including some of the coolest, like, Easter egg stuff in video game history. Stuff that's so cool, you might even argue it's been talked about to death and is very cliche at this point. Like, putting a codec on the back of the game box and mm. the entire encounter with Psychomantis being what it is. <laughs> so, um, we will, uh... <laughs> we get it. You're cool and smart. Yeah, yeah. Video. Yeah. Um, great. Anything- I think it's... I think it's interesting. I mean, I know we're still talking about gameplay, but just like about like the whole cinematic and him being a director thing that, uh, or wanting to be a filmmaker, like the game feels like someone who's like, I'm going to put all my stuff into this game. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't, he wasn't like, I'm going to edit and censor myself and try and like streamline this. He was like, no, I also want to make movies. So I'm going to put like a movie's worth of like cut scenes into this. For game. sure. Oh, more than a movie's worth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a mini series. Like, this is a series. Yeah. Four yeah, hours. This, if you, if you YouTube Metal Gear Solid, like <laughs> one the movie, yeah. it's four that's hours That's just the long. first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so much stuff. It's like a whole season of television is just in this one this one little package and then and then uh yeah he has a lot of stuff that he'll just completely steal right from other action movies of the 80s and 90s but then he has like a lot of his own weird ideas and stuff deeply rooted in history both in the west and in japan and he also is obsessed with boobs and butts uh hideo kojima very loves horny. very the, horny game he snake loves, is a horny dude He's a horny man, and this extends to all genders and all people. He loves to see uh, people with their shirts off, with their butts out, with their boobs. He loves if he if you if he can give you the option to interact with their boobs, he will. Uh, if he can uh, if he can if he can literally put on a button, look at someone's butt. He he will put that on a button. Um, it is a uh, yeah. Is it, that it, a button he wears around? Yes, yes. He says, please touch my butt is his button that he wears around his his neck. I, I it's weird. I think that this is something that in game in, in his games it maybe doesn't age the best to the naked eye. But then I think there's stuff about this where it's like there's some what sort about of to the weird naked ch- butt. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't age super well to the naked butt. It's just there's something kind of almost charming about his like just complete almost like satiristic view of like the action movie sexuality trope of just like everybody wants to fuck the protagonist like at all times. And he does it to such a degree that it's almost like it's almost on uh, in parody land and ridiculous. I don't know. I'm finding as, yeah. Who was I talking to? Uh, It may have been one of you where thinking about that, part is that three where you can use a button to like look at yes. someone's butt or boobs yes. Our um, no wonder spoilers. no wonder it's uh Steven's sorry, favorite. Sorry, um <laughs> but anyway uh it's it's one of those things where it's it's so uh ridiculous that you're like is he in on the joke or is this right or is is he not? And then also gets into a discussion of like. Well, I can't well, speak about that game because we're not talking <laughs> about the game. But in regards to everyone sort of flirting with the main character, I mean that's just a trope of action movies, which he's a super fan. Like you were saying in mm. the other episode we recorded, is hmm. he yeah, based a snake off of a snake Pliskin of Escape from New York? So Did, I w- I would say there's a reason that for me it doesn't age super well is because. It's like satire without the like the second part yeah. of like yeah. like 
like why like I understand that these are tropes and he's mm-hmm. doing them, but he's not commenting on them. He's just doing them. Yeah, he's right? just a fan and of it. He wants to do his version yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, it was like I, I'm not stoked about it. Yeah. Uh, My question but, yeah. also is kind of like funny. from a game design perspective, as you said, he has like a small team, right? And so the team maybe designs this part, and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just imagine him kind of coming around and being like, yeah. Maybe add a button to look at that butt, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of the designer being like, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good model. Yeah. And he's like, nah, put that button in for that butt. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's or he's like in a me- I can just picture him in a meeting. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, yeah. And then like, you know, um, and then Snake gets tortured and he's got, just got a shirt off. And they're all mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, why would they take his shirt off? And he's like, <laughs> the shirt just stays off. Guys, I've been really oh, reasonable. Okay. I've been so reasonable during development. You're gonna have to do this, Frank. Remember what I said? You can go home and see your wife. Keep that, <laughs> keep, keep that shirt off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think, Frank, how about you pop your shirt off too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's also a weird thing where it's just like yeah, I'll join you. I'll pop my shirt off too. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I think take shirts off. Uh, I think there's times in this game, in in this game in particular, where it feels so crazy what's happened, what's being said, especially through Codex. Less on the like nudity side or gratuitously, but more on like the way he like flirts with Mei Ling, for example, or Naomi or whatever. It's just like. Like those, those can feel a little bit egregious, and then there's times where I think it just feels like acceptable, like weird celebrations mm-hmm. of something, yeah. and it's like something sexual, which I don't disapprove of. I don't yeah. think you know having se- having sexuality in your game is necessarily a bad thing. I think, but there are times in this game, especially where he'll be like, "Maybe I'll come over sometime and I'll have sex with you," and then the girl's like, "Oh, snake! I didn't <laughs> expect this from a warrior." Oh, I'm yeah. flirting with the legendary saint. That's yes. like one of the first lines yeah. in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember something it's not about as good like as I cracked up to be. Naomi <laughs> saying, yeah, "Like does- as a reward, like you can strip search me if you, yes. like or something." Yes. Uh, and yeah, she's like, a lot "That's of that. the thing. They're all like stoked to do it." They're yeah, like, hey, uh, good. Yeah. I like this kind of conversation it, at work. <laughs> they flirt like once and then drop it. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's true. Through on any of these. I'll tell you the real reason why I'm called Snake. <laughs> oh, what's that? My dick. Oh, Obviously. Okay. I have right. one. Uh, I will also say um, I played this game on PlayStation Classic and it was I wasn't saving. And then it did the thing where it just was like, uh, this game is over now. Goodbye. And I lost like three hours. It was really upsetting. <laughs> so then I started I started saving fairly compulsively after mm-hmm. everything that was annoying. And so I saw a ton of mailing oh. dialogue. Yeah. And by like pretty early on. It gets to a point where Mei Ling will just give you a philosophy quote and give a yeah. very basic dumb take on it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll save. And then the last bit of interaction will just be ellipses. Like, yep. dots. yes. Like Snake yes. and Mei Ling have no chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I have no idea what to say to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. I'm going to continue adventuring now. Yeah. The ellipses back from. One of them. One of them is shooting in a hard ellipses over at the other one, and it's very <laughs> funny to, Look, to think about. I'm just trying to save mailing. I don't know. What the- <laughs> yeah. Fucking proverbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get into everyone's favorite uh, part of the games club, which is the uh, the, the the story, I guess, of, uh, of yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. 
48, 25. I'm way off. <laughs> I'm just like two seconds off. Um, where are you? But it could be because you're saying it, and then when I'm hearing it, it is two seconds later. That might be it. Yeah. Um, in 2005, Renegade Genetically Enhanced Special Forces Unit Foxhound seizes control of a remote island in Alaska's Fox Archipelago, codenamed Shadow Moses, which houses a nuclear weapons disposal facility. Who's Foxhound? Foxhound is the name of the group that is running the show. So it's the rogues gallery in this game is is called Foxhound. And this is something that's always been a little confusing to me. Snake was a part of it in the last two games. Yes, is that right? and I Roy think... Campbell was oh, like and the this is, commander. This is the first uh, sort of freezing of the host happening oh, right now. Oh, there the it is. Timing. Oh, July, good I eye. stumped him. But McCuller, um, what... So he was in it, and then he's not. Now he's not. A part yes, of this it. is my understanding, and this is why I was like trying to figure out while playing this game. I was like, "Is Fox die or Foxhound good or bad?" Uh, yeah, I think it was like Big Boss's group. Yeah, that well, it's you great because playing as, and then it, of course in Metal Gear One and Two, you are in it, yeah. and then Snake retires, and then it's kind of the twist yeah, that is well, never played spoiler. as a twist. It's one of those things. It's kind of like the rest of the. Uh, the series, uh, it is confusing, and you don't know if people are good or bad. Well, here's what I'll say. Perfect. Here's what I'll say about Foxhound is it was actually based on a nickname Kojima had because he was always sniffing out foxes whenever he would go around, <laughs> which is what he would call women, which I don't condone. But uh, right. no, he was no, always no. sniffing for women, so mm. that was how he actually came up with the name Foxhound. Um, wow. The, uh, I believe that's it. cool. Yeah. The, well, the original name for... Um, Fox was the original name for something, right? Wasn't yes. it? Wasn't that? You're playing as Fox in like I don't the first the two. July. Yeah. The, well, the in Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two. You're well, Fox. I think I think in, that's Fox Hound. I I could be getting this wrong. I, I feel like right. it's Fox Hound in the NES games, and mm. then when we see the Big Boss flashbacks, he's working for Fox. Uh, Fo- Fox Hound, I I believe, is named because they are the hound chasing after the fox. So it's like they're they're whatever the opposite of the thing is. You know what I mean? Okay. They're the, they're the yeah. enemy of fox. Well, that was XOF. <laughs> I don't Look, know what's happening. I know there I know. Well, okay. So I thought everybody froze for a second there, but uh, We'll just take we'll just, just take this game at its no on its own terms. What you guys sure, are talking about. Sure. Fox Sound is the bad guys. They are the bad guys. They are the they are the group of of bad guys. Um uh right. Okay. Um uh, Solid Snake, a character that we know from the two previous games or the, although most of the world did not know when this game was released. Uh he is pulled out of retirement yet again by uh, Colonel Roy Campbell to infiltrate the island and neutralize the threat. Um, so a little context for Metal Gears 1 and 2. Metal Gear for the MSX and NES is the only game where Solid Snake hasn't been retired. <laughs> so he, he was in active duty then. He retired after that game, and he keeps getting pulled back in every single time we see him. So Metal Gear... Very action movie uh, mm-hmm. tropey. Yeah. That's great. He's I love always, it. He's always getting too old for this shit. He's always... Not, um, uh, 
And um, he's always fighting about the radio. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. So in this game, again, yet again, he's a little bit past his prime. He is uh, going back into the uh, to the to the enemy. He's going up against enemies um, with his old pals, Campbell mm. and uh, and the like. So um, the first thing that happens, I think, of note is that you run into the DARPA chief, which is, again, like where Mikey said his demo used to end. DARPA chief is uh, talks to you about Metal Gear and what the intentions are um, uh, for uh, for Metal Gear. <laughs> whoa, whoa, are we just cutting straight? Well, first of all, we're we meet a snake sort of swimming into the into the base, right? Well, right. So I guess yeah. I mean, yeah. There, I didn't know there was there story stuff connected to that. I guess he. I guess we do see liquid. I mean, that's the, the beginning of time. our movie, my man. Well, yeah. We got okay. the opening credits. We got the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Your snake. You're, you're completely unarmed, so there's no way to actually mm-hmm. um, defeat who's around you. I'll also say another thing too about this game that I learned the hard way replaying it for this podcast. When you beat up the guards in that first little area, uh, them being unconscious does not stay very long. They wake up from being unconscious very quickly. Yes, yeah. which is not something that happens in the other games. Um, the other games, when you when you render someone unconscious they're like asleep they're like oh, okay. they're like well, down I'll, for a long time I, I, okay uh-huh. also one uh, we're I'll figure we're it arriving, out for myself we're, we're arriving in Sh- in shadow moses which is this like big military facility right that mm-hmm. is in alaska yeah yes so it's snowy outside you see snow at certain levels in the game but it's uh that's like where you are which i guess Poses some might pose some importance. I yeah, mean, it's a great it, backdrop for, for what happens ultimately later on for, with some of the characters, like uh, Sniper Wolf. I mean, that mm-hmm. whole sequence is great. Yeah, I think I think everything is better in the snow, to be honest. Like, and I think this makes a great Christmas game. So yes, this is a Christmas game. Yep. This is a Christmas game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, okay. Now can I talk about when you meet the DARPA chief? Well, yeah, along the way you're sneaking we sneak into the base. Yeah, we sneak into the base. And yeah, what about the vents? What about the vents? We totally skipped over getting chaff grenades. We yeah, also yeah, totally skipped grenades. over meeting maybe a couple of the characters like Naomi Campbell. I think you meet yes. around this time and Mei Ling as Mei well. Mei Ling. The, Ma- the uh, Mei Ling flirtation scene actually happens outside when you first take the elevator all the way up. I don't think right. her name is Naomi Campbell. Uh, what is the, it? Just say for the record, I'm pretty sure that's Naomi a, Hunter. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like a. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a super famous model. Uh, oh, we're combining. Well, there's Roy Colonel Campbell, Campbell and Dr. I'm combining Naomi them Hunter. too, but also somewhere in my DNA, she lives. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. and then uh, the only other kind of interesting thing <laughs> before the DARPA chief is that you can find that box. Uh, what oh. box? Mm-hmm. Just the box. Card- that you can oh. hunt. Yeah, the cardboard oh, box. Oh, the cardboard box. Yeah. Let's talk the about the box. The, the box. The card. Yeah. The infamous cardboard box. The box. What's in the box? Snakes in the box. <laughs> I think that like, might box. be my actual favorite thing in the whole game. I think it's the yeah. thing so that like, box. or just like, it's the game that like takes itself very serious in a lot of ways. It does have a sense of humor, but it's mm-hmm. very serious dramatically. But that it lets you walk around as a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like great. so integral to like under, yeah. undercutting the seriousness of the game. And I agree. I love it. Jeremy wanted to move past it, but I agree. I, Thank you, July. I, personally, you. I remember you get the box later, but that I guess. I well, that you can find two boxes. Wait. Uh, well, July is sequence breaking. Can we, He's getting the box 
before the developers intended. Can we? And per- which is a sin. Is, is the idea well, behind there. the two boxes that there's some floors or some areas that will that will see the box and recognize you as? I think you can get into like a truck and with the different boxes like equip the box and then it's they the truck thinks that you need to be delivered somewhere and it's like a form of fast travel. Oh, mm. weird. Didn't know yeah. that. I didn't you know guys know about either. the wolves? Well, the box is really fun because... <laughs> Wait, Mikey, what? You guys know about the wolves in the box. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Though. You yeah, should... go ahead. Is this is this secret time? I don't know. Is it too early for no, secret time? what do the wolves do in the box? Yeah, what do the wolves do in the box? I have to know. Well, you this. get those wolves to pee on that box. Oh, yes, yes. And then you can, uh, and then you're a wolf box, and they think you're uh, part of the. Pack. <laughs> they think you're part wolf, yeah. Well, they think you're part of their territory. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> they can roam upon you. Don't you so have I'm, to smack my... uh, uh, Meryl? Or and what? Then, then, then they get like <laughs> well, mad Jesus at Christ. you. No, I I, he- I feel like I heard about this. If you hit Meryl when you're with the wolves, Jesus. or maybe it's Sniper Wolf. <laughs> Yes, you're right. No, that's, when you shoot Meryl, the, you can shoot Meryl with during the sniper wolf time. I think, and, hmm. sh- and then oh. and then I think uh, Campbell and Naomi Hunter get mad at you, or Mei Ling. They call you on the phone, They're but like, the little wolves like pee, the wolf they cubs. Pee, they pee, pee on, on Meryl. They pee on you, <laughs> and then the big wolves don't attack you because they think you're like a friend. And this is basically the plot of the game. I mean, yeah. well, to be honest, that's essentially it. <laughs> I know at some point you get um You're right about that, Connor. I, I think just it's looked sniper it up. Wolf's You're absolutely tanker right. chief. And then that is also has a scent of sniper wolf and then the wolves won't bug you because you you have that and they recognize that scent. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. All important parts of the story. The box. All important parts all important parts of the story. But before um, that, DARPA Chief. Yeah, but well before that though, there's a little man named DARPA Chief and he kind of explains a little bit about Metal Gear. It's something Snake already obviously knows about because he's dealt with this before. Um, and then he mysteriously just has a heart attack and dies right in front of you. And this is uh, this is actually like a really cool, big tentpole part of the game that ends yep. up coming back later in a really cool way. Um, it's but very you won't visceral. Very visceral. Very uh, for, for the time too. We we should probably talk like just mention that the visuals of this game are incredible for the time and mm-hmm. you know tough to kind of get through now but there's you can still sort of imagine what this would have been like for a gamer who's used to seeing uh you know something like quest 64 or yeah. you know gex or something well, you know they're 3d models that whose mouths don't move their faces just kind of like shift around mm-hmm. and and as goes for a lot of the textures in the game but it, to me, it honestly works just well enough. They're not mocap animated, so it's not like you're actually having actor movements. Mm-hmm. You can really feel they're kind of like puppets. And yeah. but it, it's I found it charming. Yeah, and they're all fuckable. Every single one of the yeah. characters is <laughs> right. just like dripping sex. Right. Especially all Otacon. the guards. All, all the guards. The guards. Dude, yeah. you know they're ripped. Specifically, yeah. this next guard, right after Darpa Chief has a heart attack, <laughs> is nude and y- yeah. Yes. Knocked out. Re- well, there is there is definitely a guard who's nude and knocked out, and he's knocked out in the funniest way possible, which is that he's just ass up into the yeah. air. Yeah, <laughs> I was so shocked and surprised that that was in this. 
Yeah. yeah. Classic pose when you get knocked out. Just <laughs> poke your buns clean and into the just air. Like, your socks taken off. Like, yeah. It's a lot that she does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have your complete open asshole just, just <laughs> yeah. like, way up in the air. Yeah. So this is where you meet Meryl. <laughs> Meryl, and, and and by the way, you can spy on her working out in her cell before you meet uh, up with the DARPA chief. Uh, she is um, in oh, her cell. Just, yeah, and then is that it, a woman? And <laughs> Meryl, I think I like Meryl. Um, and then you, uh, and then yeah, so you're joined like by Meryl, kind of <laughs> right after this, where um, where she, uh, you know, basically you guys have a firefight with the guards. Whatever yes. they they flee. Um, and then the camera, I wrote this down, weirdly zooms in on mm-hmm, her butt yeah. after the shootout. It's amazing. Al- it's like, I, said- I remember that. You're just like, what? Yeah, yes. I was like, what? He he also says a comment to her like, oh, if you keep walking around like that, you'll be noticed mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like he's saying like, you're walking around like a hussy or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's, Well, later he's- on when she undresses uh, to her regular clothes... Outside the uh, uh, and takes off the guard's clothes, he does say like, "Oh, I mean, you have a great butt. Your butt <laughs> mm-hmm. is, looks so good." Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just gotta say, um, if you don't mind, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Snake has some sneaky uh, incel energy in this yeah. game, which yeah. like uh, I did not expect. He does. He does flip back and forth from like being super confident. It's like, well, maybe we'll do a strip search. To like. Then they're like, okay, I could be into that. And he's just like, well, you would fucking hate me anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I'm, yeah. I'm bad. I'm damaged. Uh, I'm damaged. You wouldn't like to reel me. Yeah. 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 He, he is he is definitely playing off of that trope for sure. Um, but I do even think as early as this game, they start to kind of have fun with it a little bit. They they, mm-hmm. they Snake has egg on his face a few times in this game, depending, I think, on what you do in the game, um, to where he gets super embarrassed at times. It's really funny to hear. Uh Anyway, so after your encounter with Meryl, I believe the next thing is, oh, you see, of course, the psychomantis, like a little bit mm-hmm. of um, a trace of him. Uh, psychomantis is uh, flying through the air, I believe, mm-hmm. when you first see him. Freaks Snake out pretty bad. He has to he call like his friends. He gives him a vision. <laughs> the fuck? Is that a ghost? Yeah, he's like, is that a, I think I saw a ghost. And they're like, no, it's just this g- thing g- g- we g- made ghost? up. <laughs> No, it's not a ghost snake. It's this thing we made up for the game <laughs> called Psycho Flight or something. Um, so then, uh, yeah, the next big encounter you have is with uh, Revolver Ocelot. Who I'll has... take it from here. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Revolver Ocelot's this Western gunslinger. He's kind of like a Yosemite Sam type of character. And he's like, <laughs> Yahoo! Yahoo! Yeah, and yeah, he just starts a, firing yeah. guns left and right. And he's like, you better get out of here, snake. There's going to be trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then um, you fight him, and he's like, ow! Yeah, yeah. He's like, what, in tarnation? You yeah. shot my dang feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's a good sequence. It's like, really, it's, pretty, it's moving. Yeah. It's fun right after you beat him, how he shoots the ground so much, and he flies up and flies away. Yes, that's right. He's <laughs> yeah. gone. Yeah, and I think it's really funny, too, that when uh, whenever he tries to shoot you and Snake just puts his finger in the barrel of the gun... <laughs> And then it blows back in his face. Yeah. Mm-mm-hm. Yeah. And then when he's on the ground, he fires a gun and a little flag comes out. You know? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. No. Man, cartoons made me think there'd be way more soot 
moving forward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just not a, just not, there's hardly any soot anywhere. Yeah, Give sure. me the soot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I guess Revolver Ocelot is a little bit of a freak. He's mm-hmm. got this guy tied up with all these uh, Claymore or C4 charges it's to him. naughty. Yeah, he's broken this guy's arm. He's been torturing him for fun kind of thing. And uh, you have this firefight with uh, with Ocelot before his arm is cut off oh. by a ninja. I wrote that it down. Is, that was so cool. Yeah. It is so funny to me that they introduced a character called Revolver whose whole identity is his revolver. And the first thing they do, it doesn't even build to it. It doesn't heighten. Yeah. He has a revolver. He gets his hand sliced right off. Unbelievable. Yep. And this is what I'm uh, talking about. It's the moments like this where I'm like, this is great. This is the best. (laughs) It rules. Uh, I thought this game was something, and now I don't know what I'm playing. (laughs) I I have to keep playing. Yeah, and uh, he even like kind of keeps his cool too. Afterward, he's like, "Oh shit, I got my hand cut off again." <laughs> he's and, like, and "Oh he, shit!" And he like and he like explains who the other guy is while his hands just yeah. gushing blood. He's like, "That must be a ninja with cybernetic abilities." To blah blah blah. Snake's uh, like, I gotta oh, go look for like, a like, like, one single bandaid. I'll be. <laughs> we'll see you again. Like this yeah. isn't over. Like, yeah, he's like dangling his yeah. He does do a "this won't be oh. over" kind of a thing. Yeah. You're like, um, what about the guy who just cut your hand off? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you and me are chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's and that is a good point, Mikey, that like this game is a series of rug pulls one after the other, where you do think like, oh, I know what game I'm playing, and then they introduce like a, a flying ghost and then a ninja <laughs> and then a and then a cowboy, and you're suddenly like, but it is these like, I guess, what was it? Like these opposites, right? These like these like visual or optical opposites that kind of, I think really make this game special where you're just like ninja shouldn't be here, but it's cooler that he is, you yeah. know, um, can I, definitely. can I maybe talk? I'm really just realizing this in the moment, but how much that plays into the theme of this game, like about how we're not tied to our genetics, about how we're not tied to our DNA. And this idea that this silly, stupid action movie goes so far out of bounds, like thematically that feels very resonant to me all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I would, I would tend to agree with that. I feel like, um, and I feel like this is something Kojima has done in the other games as well. You know, he, he, he loves to build up a completely ridiculous rogues gallery of characters that he then finds really incredible ways to ground them in the story okay well so, i can't wait to get to that yeah well i'm actually talking about a game we talked about before july mm, the other okay. games where i talked about a guy <laughs> named running man who was well, an olympic runner that they use as a villain i'm sensing um, a real ocarina of time it's not gonna incident. happen i'm not gonna say what happens at the end of M- mgs2 although i i desperately want to uh this is one of the highlights of the game for me, if not like the coolest part is this series of ridiculous bosses with their own personalities and special uh, yeah. like abilities with, and just how much he plays into each of their character. And they're all kind of cheesy, but they're oh, wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all named after animals. That's the, That seems to be the mm-hmm. theme in this game and then maybe some others were like Revolver Ocelot, Ocelot's an animal. There's um, sniper wolf. Wolf's an animal. Wolf's an animal. 
Yep. Wolf's an animal. Gray, that's raven. The, gray fox. Uh, that's the foxhound fox caveat. It's that like that's your ranking. Yeah. Uh, snake is very high up, but fox is the top. Fox, the, gray fox, is the only one who ever got it. Hmm. And yeah. if you beat, does this game do it? Where if you beat it yes. and it gives you a ranking, like it tells you mm-hmm. what animal it you does. are. It mm-hmm. does. Uh, does anyone remember what they got? Because I got iguana, and I'm really worried to see how low that is. It's <laughs> out of like it's out of like 46 animals. Jesus, how good you did! I got sexy fuck beast. Did anyone else get sexy fuck beast? <laughs> Sex. Let me Google that real quick. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. S <laughs> tier. S S tier the um yeah. yeah fox is a big yeah you're right the the, the game is obsessed with fo- foxes and foxes is like a big thing in the in the game like wanting to be a fox or become a fox foxhound fox die all this weird stuff um the uh my favorite though of all of the characters is decoy octopus and I'll talk about why <laughs> later because he's probably the funniest um to me um what a yeah. What a funny reveal later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah. After this chance encounter with uh, with um, Revolver Ocelot and Ninja, you are told basically to look at the back of your box to find the codec to reach out. But to not Meryl. really. You're just told to look in the back of a CD or a disc. I, th- I thought it says in the back of the game box. No. And that's why he I, says CD case. CD case, yeah. And that's CD why case. I was confused as a so first-time you player. You, you had your old jars of clay CD out. You were looking at the back of that. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at my old uh, jars of clay CD. I was looking at my limp biscuit hot dog flavored water CD. Yeah. <laughs> looking at all my CDs, but uh, I no, I truly was like, what do I do here? Because I'm playing. I was playing um, the digital version on PS3, and so I had to look it up. I, had to I did look too. this up. And it is, yeah. uh, it's in the game manual, the digital mm-hmm. version game manual that you could, you have to like go to the home screen and look at it yeah. that way, which would require you to like turn the game off and turn it back on. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I also had the same thing. I just had to look it up. It's for the listener. It's one four zero point one five. That is the yeah. In case you're stuck, nice. listen to this podcast and you need the code. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that in the show notes. In listen case you're an stuck. hour, an yeah. hour into this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also in case you're stuck, I found out about this three hours into the game that you don't have to sort of memorize all the numbers. You can just press down on the D pad yeah. and they're yep. all saved. Yep. There. Yep. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Although um, this game doesn't have one that just says save, it has. You have to remember that Mei Ling is the one who right. saves for you, which is actually be, was a problem for me at one point when I when I hadn't saved in so long. I was like, wait, who? Which one of these stupid idiots is the one who helps me save? And I went through a, a lot more of them than I care to admit. Um, but yeah, so I like to chat when you do a codec. It's like like i don't know 20 lines each or, or something like that it's a lot of dialogue built into this game um kojima comes from the world of what is it point and click adventure games so that's mm. why there is so much dialogue in this game and all of it is um or i'm sorry i, I want to say like 40 percent of the dialogue could be cut on the merit of it's just repetition of something that was said in a line previous mm. And as we, Boy. I think, I think we mentioned Boy, this. Is that true? Yeah, I think we mentioned this before. But like, Snake is just a sounding board for like mm-hmm. everyone else. Like, they'll be like, "Be careful, Snake." There's a hind D. He'll be like, "A hind D," 
And then they're like, yes, okay, now let me explain. You know, like, he keeps mm-hmm. interrupting to just repeat. Yeah. He, he, like, I feel like a lot of characters do that. Like, Snake will say something to Otacon, and Otacon will say, like... That's true. Uh, the, like, it, it is an issue with this game that I, I think comes from, like, an auteur thing. It's that they all kind of have the same voice, which is Hideo Kojima's voice, I assume. Mm-hmm. And they also have the same style of, like, suddenly jumping into an anecdote like have you ever heard of les enfants terrible snake and he's like we were talking about something else (laughs) and they go into it yeah uh it is something like i hideo kojima needs just like one editor to give him a pass i think in in this game i was feeling that yeah i think so i i I, it's also there might be some localization stuff going on here as well Mm. and there also might be some like just not having faith in your audience that they're gonna no, and I will say they could some of these concepts in the game they could repeat them as much as they want and I'm not going to remember it <laughs> I'm not going to hang on to it it is just like so up its own up its own ass so to speak <gasps> canceled uh, so canceled. you are uh, I think the next the next big uh, plot point is you go find Otacon that's kind of what everyone wants you to do Harold Emmerich is his name, um, or Hal Emmerich, sorry. Hal after oh, Hal. 2001 Space Force. What animal is he? He is... Uh, he's a I don't small think he, chihuahua. Scared yeah, little think. cat's ghost. Yeah, he's a little... Cat's ghost? He, yeah, he's, he's a like scared a little cat's ghost. Cat's ghost? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I have a That's question. <laughs> you heard me. He's so, a pee-pee boy, for sure. He's a little I have, pee-pee I do boy. have a general, genuine question for mm-hmm. those who've maybe played it recently or remember. Because I played... The beginning or the first, I would say, two-thirds of this game back in March of 2021 and just finished it here in January 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember who signals or what's the importance of finding Otacon. I know he is like your hacker, like designer extraordinaire who you team yeah. up with. But he's, how does he, that The reason you off? find him is because you're told like – uh, by the DARPA chief, the only way to disarm it is with the three keys. But he's like, if anybody knows another way, it's going to be him because he oh, like okay. helped designed design the shit or whatever. I, awesome. If I, I think, remember, correctly. I think Rex is his baby, right? That's like, right. Rex, yes, he's yeah, like the he team the team leader on that the project yeah. basically. When you find him, though, he has no idea what you're talking about, about it being used <laughs> as a weapon of mass destruction. He's like, no, Rex is like a child on a on a leaf. He's yeah. so lovable. And he like he thinks this thing is so harmless. He's supposed to shoot down nuclear warheads. But, oh, no, nefarious people are using it for nefarious purposes. By the way, I love anime. And here's yes. all this anime I love. And here's footage <laughs> from it. Yes, he talks about how his even Otakon is his name is like stands for Otaku Convention, which is just an anime convention. He's mm-hmm. very into anime. He's into some real nerd shit, and his character, the way his character develops over time too, is so fascinating. It is like he, well, when you first me, meet him, he pees himself. He pees himself. To me, I think he represents the the typical gamer, like the typical average audience yeah, person pissy for gamers. the game. Little pissy, little piss Real boys. Real big fanboy. Yeah. Real big fanboy. In awe of L- his, his cool friend. Love. A lot of yeah. one-way crushes. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of one-way crushes. A lot of just being invisible wallflower boy. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. 
So, uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Vulcan Raven is kind That's of the, me. the next big, <laughs> thought it was Mikey, but uh, I mm-hmm. guess uh, we might be doubt it. Uh, Vulcan Raven is, um, the shaman they call him. He's like, uh, his animal is a Raven. He seems to be somehow linked to Ravens. He lives in a tank. He will say, uh, yeah, I was going to say they never pay the shaman thing off at all. No, no. (laughs) except for his, maybe just mysterious spirituality with the animal Raven, I guess to me, there's something about it that feels out you know extraterrestrial or something i don't snow know snow whitish snow whitish maybe <laughs> yeah. um, kojima loves snow white it's uh yeah. it's well documented i, I agree yeah. with i agree with like that feeling i just then it's like severely undercut by giving him a minigun or like a tank <laughs> <laughs> i was just like yeah. what that's hey that's what if it wasn't like like what if it was like a mind minigun done you done did yeah. it yeah. it's just like a, a minigun he conjured or if all the ravens yeah. had miniguns and they were flying around right. shooting miniguns and he's like Get that would be so right. annoying I mean that honestly, would be so fucking annoying dude I would love it birds should attack you or something <laughs> I don't know dude, I, I don't, say that Vulcan Raven boss fight is my all time favorite video game. Oh, boss which fight. one? Which wow. one? The first or second? The second one. The second one. Okay. In the, like the facility, mm-hmm. like it just it's Claymore, so tense. There's Claymore something fight. about it that makes me awesome. so afraid. Yeah. And I just like was playing it again and just like screaming aloud. Like it's also like uh, the descend to go, go to it, mm-hmm. and like the birds are like slowly coming oh, on. It's like yeah. such a good build yeah. up to it. Yeah so tense there's so many different ways to kill him you can like you can use your nikita and stingers i like using c4 mm. and just like that those moments of hoping that he was gonna come around by where your c4 was yeah uh, realizing there were a couple points where like he shoots down boxes that block off paths and realizing like he's coming for you and you've already like locked yourself in so it's like all right here we go <laughs> just yeah. sprint into him it's my favorite boss fight ever yeah, I, I remember that one very fondly. And it, it's like goes to show you how much they believed in this character, Vulcan Raven, and that they like cast him as a boss fight twice in the game. Mm. Um, yeah, the and first time though was just a tank battle. And it's like, and it's actually like shockingly easy. I mm-hmm. think it's just, I think what probably is the only thing that's really difficult about it is that it scares you kind of like, yeah, because the tank is so big and you're not, so you're not even sure what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, all you gotta do is get close to it and lob some say, uh, grenades like, in there. It is, it's counterintuitive because you're like, well, mm-hmm. it's a fucking tank. Let me stay away from it. But the secret is just like run straight at that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like Face throw, your fears. throw a Yeah. But everyone it. afterwards, like you're talking to someone with the, in the codec and they're like, whoa, snake, you defeated a tank? Oh, mm-hmm. Classic snake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so you. That's so you, dude. That it's is such a so like party you. thing where like Snake hates hanging out with his friends because they're like, dude, just go blow up that helicopter quick. And he's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's the thing I do for you. Yeah. Um, this is around the time where you start to hear even more like little whispers and rumors about something that bigger at play going on. I believe Vulcan Raven like shucks out like a soldier out of the tank as if that was his dead body. And then he's just still in the tank and he like raises up and he's like, I took everything in me not to kill him. And liquid's Mm. like, nah, we're playing with him. We're 
doing something weird, you know. And and <laughs> at this point, you really at this point, you've also already heard of Liquid Snake, which I think is crazy. And someone even points out, like, "What are you guys brothers?" And he's like, "I have no family." And then you're like, "The guy's name is Liquid Snake." What do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we didn't mention early on you get a codec call from a, a master snake's master yeah that, that, mm-hmm. that's a that's a big uh that plays later what's his deal is he just like your deep, deep throat is that who it is? no 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 yeah. master miller donald miller oh master miller yeah 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 what's his deal what's his role in snake's life is he like his general or yeah, master? He was like snake's mentor like he trains snake i think is the... he's a survivalist that's... guy he's like his yoda that's mm-hmm. so crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um uh okay moving along moving along we uh the next big thing after the vulcan raven thing is the um uh the ninja fight uh oh yes yeah so that that's when you see otacon and and yes that's when you see see him yeah Yeah. and uh what's crazy about this is you realize that ninja is your old friend and like Mm -hmm. um and new players of metal gear solid have no idea of the context of this at all they're just like what (laughs) but fox Gray Fox is a character from the original two games. Um, now he's a cyborg ninja with complete stealth camouflage. Uh, pretty cool. He also well, the way the way you uh, find him is you walk through this hallway with all these dead soldiers, yeah. and they're all scared because you don't know what what's happening. Everyone's just getting killed. It's yeah. a pretty, pretty harrowing moment it when is. you see all that. You're like, oh, this guy might rip off both my arms, <laughs> right? And there's that soldier that walks around the corner. He's like, "There's, it's a cat's ghost is here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty cool character. I don't know. I, I really like Ninja, and I really like the Ninja boss fight. It's it's one of these things that Metal Gear Series likes to do where it's like, no weapons, don't do weapons here. You got to mm-hmm. do punches. Go punch. And uh, kind of a li- little bit of a fake out. Um, I think when I played it the first time, I was like... <clears throat> You can't even hurt him. It's bullshit. <laughs> like trying to shoot him with every gun and none, him yeah. dodging them immediately. Yeah. And then me being like, oh, this game is challenging me to think outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it's it gets really interesting because then you're very aggressive and you just try to get to him before he can strike you. So you sort of are running around trying to avoid these like high jump kicks or whatever they are. He like goes in the ceiling. Yeah, um, but he then does a lot of he does a lot of that that move. I feel like is in Smash Live where you go into the air and then you go like bring pop like like Kirby down. Yes. You know? yeah. his down. Yeah, he his down yeah. B. Yeah, turns into a big old uh, anvil and falls uh-huh. to the ground. At <laughs> yeah, crazy miles per hour. Right, but, right. Yeah, it is really interesting. I feel like that that area that room is so cool because a lot there's a lot of environmental effects that are really so impressive. Looking at a PS1 game, seeing like if you hurt a computer it explodes if you uh interact with a, a stack of innocent papers on a, <laughs> on a on an office cubicle desk those go a real, flying like, toy story level of empathy for all the things yeah this, yeah this, uh, that's my office. thing like and the really poor stapler it just got <sighs> creamed in that fight dude just destroyed and the staples fly everywhere <laughs> yeah but really fun fight and one of those that i was like this is early on in the game fighting this and i maybe had this experience during raven and ocelot too where the i know i'm gonna fight the bosses a handful of times 
uh, very few of them did I defeat on the first try, although there are a couple, and I'll brag about them later. Um, <laughs> but most of these are like figuring it out, figuring out the pattern, the puzzle, and your yeah. saves are usually or your respawn is usually pretty forgiving to where you're kind of right there. Oh, yes. yeah, I died a lot yes. yeah. So, yeah, in this game. And there's no, like, losing progress. Like, continues are a thing. Like, you just, mm. they, they will continue you to a location close to where you're at. Checkpoints. Check checkpoints. We might. Although if you don't save, as McCaller and I have learned before, uh, there it doesn't just save a checkpoint for you. No. Right. Um. Okay. So the next big thing that happens is the Psychomantis uh, encounter, which uh, I it always happens. Way- well, it's the finding Meryl and Meryl undressing, and then Snake saying. All right, well, but your butt's pretty. That's pretty good. I mean, explain this part to me. I was talking about Otacon. Good we, we be we agree. I think your butt's pretty nice. <laughs> so Otacon seen it, it too. Eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. it's the subject I mean, of the group chat. I mean, <laughs> Naomi too. I mean, <laughs> everyone thinks it. I mean, the weapons expert too. I can't remember her name right now, mm-hmm. but she's Russian. Nastasha. Nastasha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nastasha, yeah. Not Natasha. Nastasha. Nastasha. <laughs> Which is actually French for not Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, this is all about getting the PAL key card over to somebody, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the Psychomantis boss fight, it happens way earlier in the game than I remember every time. It's, like, actually pretty quick into it. Like, not, not like you could probably get there in one sit-down play session, but, like, Definitely your second one. You're like going up against uh, Psycho uh, Mantis. Um, and you're like, what the hell is this guy? He's floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, this is the coolest part of the game um, mm-hmm. and probably the coolest boss fight as well, just because it's so weird and there's so many different things that can happen in it. It has so many different. So there's some Easter eggs in there too. Yeah. It's one of the most famous boss fights of all time, and it's a moment in video games that if you could just say Psychomantis, you mm-hmm. know the moment everybody is talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like it's also like I think credited with like starting the whole like fourth wall breaking mm. thing. It was, Even one of, the, yeah. it was one of the coolest things of all time when I was like I was like thirteen or fourteen when I played this, mm-hmm. and I play it, and he goes, "I see you've been playing Sui Coden." Yeah, yeah, and it was just like. It's reading your memory card. You've truly never seen that before. You know, it's like, you're like, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) It was really cool. So the technology being used here is that Psychomantis is a mind reader. He can levitate. He can also move things with his mind, and he can possess uh, folks. Um, Again, and I I kind of covered this in the last episode. I kind of covered it here. But, like, you know, if you're playing these games along with us in the series – you should take mental notes of everything happening because like I, I explained in the la- in the Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 episode, uh, Kojima uses like every part of everything he's created and he'll bring it up again and again and again in different and unique ways. So like the idea of a decoy octopus or a psychomantis, like that idea will spring forth and it's kind of fun to like see it as these callbacks that you'll get a lot um, throughout throughout the history of the Metal Gear verse or whatever. Um, but Psychomantis is like uh, the technology here is that he's being able to he's reading your memory card. So if you have saves by Konami games on your memory card, uh, he he will be able to read them off. The, the games include Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Police Knots, Azure Dreams, Sui Coden, Snatcher, Tokameki Memorial, and Vandal Hearts. Those are the games that. 
he can uh, read off. I, I see you're one of two people to play Vandal Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vandal Hearts. Beat it multiple times as a kid. Is that so for much. real? Yeah, it's a great tactical RPG. You yeah. better believe I played it. Vandal Hearts is like a hidden gem. Every uh, people love Tokimeki Memorial. Also, like that didn't come out in the West, but like that's a Japanese classic. Uh, uh, Sui Koden and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. But McCaller, I also didn't play any of those. Yeah. So they were just not. I never got to experience this on my, on any memory card ever. Yeah, instead like he I, just says, uh, "I don't actually see anything in yeah, your he goes, mind." <laughs> I see you've been playing fucking Mario or something. He's just like <laughs> giving up on yeah. a PlayStation. How did you figure this out? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I see you've been playing." Uh, fuck it, and then he just walks <laughs> out of the room. And you. Uh, can I tell you guys? Um, can I tell you guys the games he'll read off? On the GameCube version, oh, yeah, Twin Snakes, yes. or Ooh. or do we want to save that for the Twin Snakes episode? I want you, actually. I kind of want you to save it because I'm going to play it. it. Let's save. Uh, it. Yeah, and I want that to happen to me. Oh, interesting. The games are. He wants ga- you to save something about a future game. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with Look, that take. I agree with it too. Um, and and we'll save it because there's you know I have a feeling you might um, you you'll need uh, content for that episode probably. I do have a question. Are yeah. they Konami games or just are they just GameCube games? I don't want to spoil it. You don't, you okay. don't want to know. Okay. I just Googled it and uh, yeah. I'm stoked you don't, you don't oh, want to know. Wanna Trust know. me. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Okay. Um, I see you've been playing Q before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you fucking loser. <laughs> you loser. Uh, so the Psycho Mantis boss fight, though, is um, he can control you. He can f- he can mess with your controller. So uh, I was w- so surprised. I thought my TV shut off. You get a right. Hideo. Yeah, yeah. You get Which a Which is so cool. What does that mean? What does that do? What is like? I don't understand what's being communicated there. It's funny and weird. Yeah. Or that's the, like the, the old device. TV like input, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. There's a handful of things that happen, right? Like one of them is that the game resets, right? Or pretend resets. I'm not oh, sure. I don't know. Yeah. There's a few different kinds of things that Psycho Mantis will do. Um, if you ever played the game Eternal Darkness for the GameCube, they do the same things mm. in there where it's mm. just like, you know, fucking with the visuals or, fu- you know. And uh, the way to get around this and to beat Psycho Mantis ultimately is to comp- uh, to unplug your controller from the first port and plug it into the second port. That was probably the most like bombshell, crazy thing that mm. I think anyone's ever done ever. <laughs> I, I I remember that just being. I remember hearing about it, and when the guy told me about it at school, I got chills. When Campbell. Like, yes, when Campbell, Campbell told you, it's my, my friend Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> I went to school. No, Naomi. I like to Naomi Campbell. Jeremy yeah. is like ten years old in elementary school, and uh, Colonel Roy Campbell is codecking into him at recess. Yeah, it's like that scene in Pulp Fiction with Chris Walken where he's like explaining the the watch. The, the watch. Yeah. Yes. Jeremy, it's chicken patty on a bun for lunch today. <laughs> yeah. You got um, that. How do you do this again on a PS3? Does anyone? Yeah. So you, it's the same way that you look at the man, the the manual. You just press the PS button. And then just switch the oh. controller input. I played it on ROM, and it was really funny just having to go into like the settings. The menu. settings of your ROM, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really not satisfying. No, no. That's How interesting because there's a you know, PC version now, so I'm curious what that. Mm. 
what yeah. that would like you can just you buy plug it your for mouse 10 into bucks. a different you USB can't do it you can't do it you can't beat the you game just can't. You can't a, second <laughs> a second computer would be sweet <laughs> <laughs> just plug it into your second gaming pc this is something that i knew about unfortunately going into the fight so it wasn't a surprise but Right. Maybe for those who didn't, or July, if it was a surprise to you. It was uh, a surprise. How do you I, figure this out? Does he give you a hint? It. T- I died like five times by the time I, you get a call from Campbell, and he like very, in a in a haste, is like, it, the controller, Snake, you got to switch yeah. your controller. Oh, okay, so after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. If you die enough, then, you yeah, they'll just be like, do this. Yeah. It's such it's a definitely really how good, I did like, it. device for this entire game. Like, if something is that fucked up, like, that, like, different from you expected your video game to just have, like, this ability to just drop you information at any time, it's really smart and feels ahead of its time. I feel like we have games doing that all the time now. I also yeah. appreciate that it's not just, like, uh, we're glut, you're, you glutton for punishment. You're never going to figure, like, it's just... They're just like, no, no, no. We want you yeah, to like no gatekeeping finish the game. Yourself. Yeah. Because I probably wouldn't have. I probably yeah. would have stopped. I'd have been like, fuck this game. Yeah. yeah. I'm never beating this. I'm never playing this again. Yeah, it's 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 definitely really fucking cool. And it's something that I think like the modern games have trouble doing is the, the inventiveness like with the hardware, you know? Because it's like, mm. it's a different whole landscape now. And and maybe that stuff wouldn't be as impressive these days, but it was definitely impressive for the time. We have Def- the Wii U, you know? We've been flicking yeah. ninja stars at whatever that game was. We're used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking <laughs> I've been looking at my map in in Zombie U on that thing for decades. It's it's we're in a different time. The, the uh do you guys think the Wii U is a modern console? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> modern to me. There's a new Nintendo console you guys should check out. Uh, Wii U too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What if they kept Wii the Wii? What if they kept the Wii naming convention? And just kept doing Wii U two, Wii U three. I would love it. Nintendo would have uh, <laughs> closed by this point. Wii U three thousand. <laughs> Will you three stop talking about this? <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. So I feel like immediately after this encounter, you're you're faced with the the next encounter, right? Which well, is well, like, we get this beautiful sort of we we hear all of Psycho Manus's backstory after you defeat him. Oh yeah, and it's like super um tragic. Fucked up and tragic. Yeah. yeah. And long. It's yeah. very long. Does anyone have an abridged version of what happens to him? Yeah, he uh his mother died in childbirth and the first mind like he came out with mind reading powers, the first mind he could read was his father's and his father hated him. Mm-hmm. Oh it's God. such a horror story for like wow. a mind reader. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. It's really good. <laughs> it's like the and worst it, case scenario. Yeah, and then this becomes a recurring thing. Snake, j- j- one last request: mm-hmm. put my mask back on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants to yeah. die without hearing the noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the minds awesome. he can read. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Good stuff there. Oh, we should also mention too that like he can control Meryl, and you can actually kill her at this point in the game if you mm. choose. And choose it's a game to. over too. Yeah. Um. But you. But like with her, you. Uh. How do you do? How do you 
get around that is you just knock her out. Is that kind of what happens? You have to like yeah. knock her out so that she you stops. You literally beat the shit out of her. Shit chasing her. And you can <laughs> like. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I threw a stun grenade and then that worked. That's oh, nice. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, damn. That's very humane of you. I her over my shoulder. You didn't just. <laughs> Beat the shit no, it's out of her take like one I more. did. That's yeah. probably that's. And I better. kept trying to do it after she was down. I was like, "Why won't it let me keep throwing her?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't keep slapping her, Mikey. <laughs> what? It's different. Two different ways to skin a cat's ghost, <laughs> as the saying goes. Truly, two completely different ways. They're two different. Only two. Um, yeah, so uh yeah, then we this now This is where you get to the caves. This is where we get to the caves and to the sniper wolf ambush type thing that happens. I wrote down a note here. I th- I think Merrill says she rides No, Snake says he rides sleds. Mm-hmm. He's a musher. Mm-hmm. It's a musher. <laughs> Did you say musher? Musher. I hardly I think know it's... her. <laughs> oh, Isn't that that no. character? July, you were talking about the Ghost Ghostbusters Afterlife. Isn't that a character in that? Musher, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's one of the new ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> Musher. I think you guys musher meant to say mush. He he's mushes. Can <laughs> I tell you guys? I I think I might be really really bad at this game at this point, and I was mm-hmm. also wondering if uh, the PS Classic has like lag, like button input lag. Mm. Yeah, uh, it felt like I was like kind of underwater. But I had such a hard time with this wolf fight that mm-hmm. I ended up shooting two of the wolves mm-hmm. and felt so bad. That I oh. went and got killed so I could start again and not shoot them. Yeah, yeah. One thing that's great about video games, unlike real life, is that you could just go get yourself killed and then all of your choices you made yeah. disappear. It's how <laughs> real life works, too. Yeah, it's like in real life I want to kill wolves, but because I can do it in video games, <laughs> I don't have to. I can get yeah. it out of my system. You know, it's, it's cool. Yeah, well, cool. I slapped these wolves. I didn't shoot them. <laughs> so I yeah, honestly I'm, did not it's, it's care like, about the wolves. Stop slapping those wolves! <laughs> Guys, at this point, I was just trying to get through these caves yeah. to the next part, and I was like, "These wolves are choosing their own path here." Yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah. S- you're streaming this part on Twitch, and anytime you killed a wolf, your viewers just increased dramatically. Like, <laughs> Honestly, and people were bloodthirsty for these wolves yeah. to get killed. And now yeah. I am Twitch partner, which is huge. <laughs> um. So what is it? Liam Neeson in the chat. Yeah, there's <laughs> a movie where he like kills wolves. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, the gray. The gray rules. So sniper wolf, what? She wounds Meryl, right? Sort of that yes. sniper move. You kind of down somebody so that you're in this. In the, the this is such a hard part of the game too. Yeah, I wrote um, that down too. Obviously, because yes. you do you do some backtracking. You find out you need a sniper rifle to save Meryl, so you leave her bleeding out in the snow, of yeah. course. Arguably the worst part of the game, I think, is backtracking to get the sniper rifle. Uh, 100%. Yeah, I wrote that down. Bad. I yeah. thought it was quicker than I remembered it. I remembered it being really bad, but playing it again this time, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I just think they, it's bad game design. I yeah. think it's dumb. And I think it's also bad story design, because she's just bleeding out. Right. Like, yeah. And you're just like... Don't die. Yeah. 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 I'll be right back. It's really. She's just like out in the open. You can't like hide her. Otherwise, you'll get shot. Well, if you shoot the wolves, you can make coats out of them and then cover (laughs) her in a coat, which is fun. Uh, uh, Sniper wolf's like, hmm, that must not be them. (laughs) (laughs) Just a big 
They're all walking wolf. around on all fours. That's just, that's just a just pile like, of wolf coats. That's not like her. Six, six of my wolves just kind of uh, have attached and made a wolf king out of themselves. <laughs> Blonde oh, tail. Well, this they and this is not the only instance of backtracking. There's at least two moments in the game where you backtrack pretty heavily, and I know it doesn't take forever, but like yeah, those are yeah. maybe worse. Yeah. yeah, worse than this. I remember this one being the worst. Is there one worse than this? Well, can't really getting the, I think we're gonna get to it. The key okay. cards. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and this is also a, a big staple of the series in general. That with modern game design, they chill out on a little bit as you go, but like this thing plagues the earlier games as well. Uh, backtracking in general as like almost a prank. Like I feel like getting the sniper rifle is a goof. That's like, that's like mm. th- they're making fun of you a little bit. They're making so, you yeah. run all the way that's back to the point. beginning. And mm-hmm. it feels like a Kojima-esque kind of meta game design thing Where to do. Where is it again? It's all the way in the beginning, right? It's, yeah, it's in that little, like, it's like B2 where there's, like, a bunch of little silos that, like, one yes. has all the C4, one has all the mm-hmm. SOCOM bullets. One is the, fa- it's the where, same place you get the assault rifle. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's the first time you have the key card that'll let you get in. Oh, right. yes. And then there's guards here right now guys, before there were no guards. guards yeah. Guys, if you, could, <laughs> if you could see Mikey right now, he's going, ah, and pushing his hands forward in this dramatic, <laughs> kind of yeah. semi-effeminate kind of way. And he's yeah. just like... <laughs> Not having it. Does it. Not, really need it does no. not need that backtracking. No, not need that. When I think about the game and like the only real flaws in my mind, I'm, I know it's not like perfect or whatever, but like the only flaws are the backtracking. It's like if you asked me, I'd be like, "That's the problem." I agree. I pretty yeah. much agree too. I yeah I yeah and, and, yeah. The other the, anything else you could say about the game is just like oh well it's just old like there's yeah. nothing they could do like like I like when you play the game today it's funny because like it almost looks like the buildings and every structure and every character is barely hanging on by their seams. Like you can see through them if you go to different like angles and it looks like they're all just warbling as you walk by them. Every object does that too. And it's It's simultaneously trippy, but it's also really fun. And it's charming. Like those are things about the game that I wouldn't call flaws. Just like, Oh, that's just the way the game looks because it was made in 1997. It's like Cindy Crawford's beauty mark. You know, it's what makes her. It's like by seeing that you're like, this game is human and it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Or Naomi Campbell's beauty mark, Uh which is a different on a different spot. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, the sniper sucks. Um, Yeah. Uh, So you go get the sniper rifle, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's so slow to move the the Mm -hmm. scope and. Mm -hmm. When you get shot, you're like thrown so far off your course, and mm-hmm. it is a very, very tough battle mm-hmm. uh, that takes a lot of patience and a lot of trial and error, like many of them do. And I think they were trying to go for like what would a sniper rifle fight really feel like, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, you know? Sure. Um, which uh, it feels bad. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have fun. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyways, you kill Sniper Wolf, and this devastates Otacon. <laughs> well, that's not now. No, that's not now yet. Oh, this is the first Sniper Wolf battle. There's two, there's multiple Sniper battles with Wolf. You oh. go to you you get captured after you get this. captured. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry, I skipped a that's little okay. bit ahead. Uh, you get thrown in the brig. Yes. Um, so yeah, you get yeah you get thrown into this is shirtless. the torture shirtless torture sequence. <laughs> Uh, Liquid confirms uh, Snake's suspicion that they are twin brothers, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a great like. It is it is totally a- a- aping off of the <laughs> Star Wars reveal too, like 
because earlier Big Boss is revealed to be your father in like the earlier game, and so this is just another. Again, it's like an echo. Everything echoes itself. So it's like it's like poetry. Yeah, it rhymes. It rhymes. Uh, famously, isn't that what George Lucas said about Episode One, The Phantom? Yeah. Family? Yeah. Um, so Wait, uh, what did yeah, he say? Like, what did he say? He said that all the Star Wars movies, like the new the new trilogy, is like poetry with the old trilogy. And he he goes, it rhymes. It's like because like he calls back. Mm-hmm. It'd be something stupid like. And then we learn that Darth Vader was actually happened here. You see, it's like poetry, and his arm gets cut off. It rhymes, you know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it rhymes. It, it rhymes. rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely gonna like start poetry. saying this. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> um, I, also love, I also love that it's George like poetry. Lucas, it rhymes. A, most poetry does not rhyme. Right. So that's <laughs> yeah. The overwhelming majority of poems do not rhyme. Um. Okay, so you're tortured. Uh, Do you have by data Ocel- on this? Do you have data on the poetry rhyme numbers? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, took, I, I took one poetry class, and I learned that most of it was not rhyming. Yeah, none of the I, good stuff. I thought it was going to be so easy because I was like, I can rhyme so well. I know all <laughs> the words, and I can just Google the words that I think should rhyme. You know, and it, there's more to it than that. Um, okay, so uh, how do you so how do you beat the torture? The torture sequence yeah. was hell for me. Mm. You're not a fast tapper. I I think I am, but it wasn't fast enough for four torture sequences mm. and health depleting. So I did have did to look submit? this up. No, I looked it up and. Uh, what I did is kind of move the controller in a way where I'm kind of sliding both my index and my thumb back and forth, and I was able to do it that way. What I always do is I put like a finger like this, and then I go like this. Oh, oh that's, that's crazy! And I like it like taps really fast. I'll do like a, a pen, and you put it over the controller and like roll it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. See, that's good. I hold fucking baby. So I just got out and fast ass fingers. fingers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got fast Look at fingers. Look how fast this is. Mikey That's what my face looks like. Presses the button like it's a controller. Look at this. Guys, yeah. every time I have to do it, I just submit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I definitely I just, did. Before We're the not first torture, time, I go, but no. I definitely did anything. submit one time. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, when I when someone captures me, I, I I say, hold on, guys. Not only will I tell you, I want to tell you everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It actually is exciting for me to get to share with you this news. <laughs> Who can I betray be first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're getting through the, uh, we're getting through the torture. Um, uh, Snake is confused. Discover Anderson's body in his cell, seemingly dead for days. He escapes with the help of Otacon. Um, yeah. How'd you guys escape? Catch up. Catch up. I did the catch up too. Yeah. I fucked up the ketchup. This and is the he first time this has ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah, he like he got up and he shot me once and then he left and the door was locked and I was like, "Do I just not get out of this?" <laughs> and I just stayed there for and then I went and did another like a third round of torture. What's and then, the uh, the ninja broke me out? Oh, okay. I was gonna oh. say, is there an alternate way than the ketchup? But mm-hmm. you can gotcha. go under the bed too. I you can go under the bed. I think that's what mm. I've done. What is the what do you do with the ketchup? You you pretend like you're bleeding out and lay on it, 
Uh, like you, you just pour and it walks and by makes and a little pool dying. and he walks by and he's yeah. like, what the hell? And he gets up what? and choke he him tastes out. the ketchup. He's like, he's like, Heinz 50. Delicious. <laughs> Two. Heinz <laughs> 52. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always Heinz. fucked up the ketchup thing. I've always just like, he's always been looking right at me when I did it. And he's just like, why did you put ketchup on? It's like, mm-hmm. like literally he's, he, he, you have to, cause that wait till he will... goes to have diarrhea. Yes. Oh, one of my greatest man. moments in the game. Yeah, so this, this guy having explosive diarrhea. This guard that has diarrhea, <laughs> I could write an essay on. He mm-hmm. is so great, and everyone needs to put a mental note on this guy because he is well, relatable. He, he is special. <laughs> He's the same guy who Meryl stripped naked, who we saw face down, ass up. Yep, he is the same guy mm-hmm. that he was trying to let us naked. get some cool yeah. air on that ass. She was nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. When I have bad diarrhea afterwards, I, get I butt always naked. go. I always go ass up into the air and try right to put. A, I try to put a fan. Yeah, behind get me. a fan on that thing. Yeah. yeah. And I go like this. I wave my hands yeah. in front of my nose because I'm like, ooh, stinky. Ooh. Yeah, stinky. Pe- yeah, people are always walking into my house and I'm always looking behind me, back at them when they walk in. Because, of course, you're ass to door at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ass towards door. They And they come seeing me looking very suspicious on the ground. Um, well, okay. So, yeah, you get out, you break out, uh, and uh, this is where you fight the Hind D, right? Oh, for, let's not skip over the awful, yeah. like, I think actually my least favorite part of the game, mm-hmm. where you go up a series of, I think, 28 flights of stairs, because you have to yeah. uh, cross over this bridge and get to the other side of Shadow Moses, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and you can't, for whatever reason, go on the ground, but... This part was another one of those moments in the game that took a lot of focus, and I know there are ways to cheese it, but the guards overwhelmed me. How about you guys? Mm-hmm. Stun grenades, first I try. Didn't, and just again, the throw. I'm dumb. Didn't even think about it. Throw. I'm just like throwing. It's all guards. about throwing people. Throwing. It's all about like guards running at you, throwing them, and just keep running, throwing into them. each yeah. other too. Just fucking throw, 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 throw. Yeah, That's how this I is did a callback it. to an earlier thing in the game as well, and um. Uh, I'm sorry, an earlier thing in a different game, in Metal Gear, uh, there's another, there's a stair sequence in that that's like a million years long. And there's also one in Final Fantasy VII. I feel like going up like a ton of stairs in a video game was something that people like thought was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. See, they built the building. See? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of like, um, uh, I don't want to spoil anything about Metal Gear, but like they're, they're. Mario 64, all the stairs. It feels it feels like uh, a action movie trope. Yeah, that should stay in an action movie. <laughs> it does not. It's not right. good for a video game. It's but um, like kind of cool is this, in an like, action movie. John you know? McClane crawling through glass or whatever kind of moment. Sure, Something like that. It's yeah. more of like a Family Guy moment where you think a joke has to end, but uh, it keeps going on. Uh-huh. Yes, true. Yeah, this it feels like satire with the comedy. Uh, the commentary rather that feels like as we're talking about it now I'm realizing like oh this is probably a comment on how these scenes go on and on and sort of a a criticism of something he doesn't care for it's also like a a good excuse for a needle drop later on in the in the series too is like if you can get Snake in a good place where he can has to be doing one thing focused for a very long time then Mm -hmm. you can then you can play the the 
the theme song snake of the game. Eater. Yeah, you can play mm-hmm. Snake Eater. Yeah. Um, so uh, after this, so a- so after the big stairs thing, which does suck, uh, you do have to fight the Hind D, which you got stuck on this, right, Connor? Originally, this is kind of where you hit hit a wall. The stairs were a part that I got that I like did a couple times and was like, this is stupid, and didn't play for another ten months. Mm. But the Hind D. Uh, <laughs> For at first, once I figured out you needed a rope because you rappel down mm-hmm. after the hind D finds you, I actually had to go all the way down the stairs. Oh, I will be. No. I am pleased to to let you all know that the guards are gone. So oh. I was really thankful to just go down, pick it up, and just climb twenty eight stairs. But no, the hind D fight. Uh, I uh, beat this on the first try. Ooh, wow. very yeah. nice. A this is the D. introduction, for, from what I can remember, of the stinger missiles, where you aim in first-person mode like the sniper, mm-hmm. but you're in order to guarantee you're going to hit your target, in this case the hind D helicopter, you have to like line up your reticle enough on the object, and mm. then it like locks on and shoots, and it's so... I th- This is like one of the coolest items in the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, for sure. And very helpful later on, too. Um, <laughs> yep, it has nothing more use later. Uh, so, yeah. So then after the Hind D helicopter attack... Um, you use that rope. Mm-hmm. And you go down again to the snow field, right? This is where the sniper mm-hmm. wolf battle happens again for the second yeah. time, and first you kill you, her? First you hit the elevator and fight the... Um, for... The self camouflage guys. guys. Yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, is a callback to another yeah. game to uh-huh. the earlier game as well. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. That that fight rocked me. And that was the fight when I was like angry at the game because like I just had used all my resources to beat the hind D. Right. So like I just had a little bit of health left and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I was like thinking, do I have to start this game over and just mm-hmm. do the hind D fight better? Mm. And then at some point one of the four stealth camouflage guys gave me a ration and I Clung to that bad boy with my life. Yeah, yeah I just and choked them all out. By clung to it, I mean ate it immediately and had more health. <laughs> just choked them all out. You just choked them all? <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Did. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. All right. Well, uh, you beat Sniper Wolf, um, and then this devastates Otacon, who uh, was infatuated with her all along. Um, that was his And she has purpose. a great her sharing her story and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she this was a famous where like Max Shrek pushed her out of a building right and then she when she hit the ground all the the wolves, the wolves. came up and licked her <laughs> back to life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she also similar to Psychomantis asks for this one last request from Snake well actually two requests give me the sniper back so I can die with my sniper and mm-hmm. also shoot me put me out of my misery <laughs> yeah um, I was playing this and like. D- no, it wasn't going to happen, but it felt like, Snake, please give me my gun. I was like, she's going to shoot you, dude. Don't give her, <laughs> don't honor that last bitch. Pretty she didn't, though. Would have been cool if she did. Um, <laughs> Quite a great moment, too, uh, where you you learn a lot about her, like you do in all as all of them die. But this is the one that maybe I appreciated the most. Ah, mm. oh, yeah, cool. Personally. I, I I think that for because I, I associate her part of the game so much with unpleasantness of like sneaking mm-hmm. around in the sniper, she always has been my least favorite boss in the game. Yeah. But I don't necessarily dislike the character of Sniper Wolf or mm. the ideas behind Sniper Wolf. I do like I do like that she has all these wolves and 
I mean, let's face it. She's kind of like a Catwoman situation for mm, Snake. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you all. I, go ahead. Um, do you think love can bloom on the battlefield? No. I, oh, it, okay. Technically, technically no. But um, okay. just curious because I've been thinking about it a lot. Well, I think a love is a battlefield. Mm. Oh, and that's interesting. But mm-hmm. it, it certainly can't bloom on the battlefield. It just is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think love can bloom on a battlefield 2042. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. McCall, are we going to say something about it? I got to uh, get going. Uh, it's some, been yeah, fun. Um, Stevens, you're out. Yeah, okay. I kind of well, got to Hey, man, it's out. been real. That's how you're signing off? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm doing it. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel like the sniper wolf <laughs> fight. You learn a lot about Snake too. Like, yeah, I guess you get little touches of it in Psycho Mantis too. But this idea that he has such respect for her—that he's like, no, 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 you're not a dog, you're a wolf. Like he's like mm-hmm. kind of pumping her up as he's about to shoot her to death. Yeah, uh, very cool. Snake has this thing with, I think, most of his enemies, especially if they're that caliber, where he knows he must defeat them, but it's almost in, through honor that takes mm-hmm. him through it, not hatred, you know? It's yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Uh, There's, like, professional courtesy between him and all of the people he kills. Yeah, a chivalry, um, since they are... And, and that, I again, like... You're that, a wolf. You're not, as, you're not a dog. Poof! um and again that's a motif snake having to shoot someone and put them out of their misery snake relating to the enemy you know that's the and that's kind of the idea behind metal gear in general i mean not to spoil the whole games club series but it's like you know what battle is just what what is battle it's like someone else is commanding us to do this and we just happen to be carrying out orders so why hate each other kind of a thing all these little middling people respect each other because they're not the one pulling the strings you know disc two Disc two. Um, this is where Snake is ambushed by Raven as he's going down to find uh, Rex. This is McCall, this is your favorite boss fight. Absolutely. I think this is definitely up there for me. This is also where we learn about my favorite of the Foxhound, uh, Decoy Octopus, who <laughs> was posing all along to be the DARPA chief and died immediately right when you <laughs> met him. Um, we never got to see his cool boss fight or his cool Absolutely arena. Not. We never get to see anything about uh decoy octopus um i gotta see the oh, mikey no. stevens that file put something name. in the chat the file name is <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's totally that's uh, good that's totally right come on decoy octopus is definitely doing blackface in this game uh, <laughs> as posing because he is not a he is not a black guy he is a, he's a white uh man you can you yeah. can this is verified later on you can he's see doing it, blackface like, that whole time yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. can you imagine also dying in blackface too like you were I already doing something borderline criminal and then you yeah, died you're trying that to way. explain it you're like this isn't who i am it's like no you died it's the last thing it's my are. biggest you're like fear built up to blackface yeah yeah, yeah. My biggest the, uh, fear is dying in blackface. Like, <laughs> I, just, like I just like hope it doesn't happen to me. My biggest fear is like after having a big bout of diarrhea and just being face down ass up, <laughs> and then I just die trying to just get some cool air on my ass. <laughs> hope that doesn't yeah, it's happen. It's worse than dying on the toilet. Is like dying with like a fan blowing in your ass. You know? Yeah. Man, he really puts on the accent too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He goes. Sounds like a black dude, I, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a I black mean, voice actor, even. But if you, it's if not. Decoy octopus. Um, if you read the, the, also the bio of Decoy Octopus too, because I was infinitely interested in this guy and what his life story was. <laughs> Apparently, he like goes so far as inject the blood of the people that he impersonates to become yeah. more like them. They, He's like he a says freak. that. He says uh, yeah, Vulcan Raven says something about that. One of uh, many like sciencey things in this game that make absolutely no sense. Yeah, I also still. I also still don't like. So he, like, told you. He just tells you everything. Is that part of it? No, Is he's trying to throw the... you off, right? He tells you bad information. Oh, does he? Okay, I think so. I think that's what he does as the DARPA chief. He's. I guess I don't really. Recall he's that. like Psychomantis already has the things. He oh, that's got right. It. He did lie yeah. about that. They didn't have. They didn't Meryl's actually have. Meryl's butt isn't actually nice. They didn't have his. <laughs> they didn't have his because he wasn't him. That's right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just a just a just a bold face lie. Wow. Um, that that Meryl's only connected for me nice. right now. I was this whole yeah. time just kind of like, man, he just really was just doing good acting and then died. Yep. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, it's the part he was born to play. I guess the so. DARPA chief. Um, well, after you defeat uh, Vulcan R- Raven, the Ravens eat him. Yeah, he kind of does that thing from. Have you ever seen the movie We're Back? No. Oh yeah, the cartoon We're Back, where it's like there's that guy that commands all the crows, and mm-hmm. then at the end, the crows just grab him and then disappear. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that happens here, and then. The game pretty much is on autopilot until you get to Liquid, right? That's it. Really picks up steam. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're well, just you find out Naomi's a spy. Mm. Gray mm. Fox is Naomi's brother, who's also Frank. Um, what's what? Aim? What's his name? I think Frank Yeager. Frank Yeager. He's like, yeah. He killed her parents and like raised her, and then they had a falling out because I think she found out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to overcomplicate something that we already understood, you know, it's like, oh, we just we didn't continuing need that to get dumps of information and uh, re- Fox revel- die, you learn about that. You learn about, yeah, which I uh, want to explain that, July. No, Fox okay. die is, a, it, is an interesting and very important thing to the series, too, which is sucks. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't care about it and I don't want to know more things about well, it. I don't want to explain because it's. It yeah, I, I feel like one of you can explain it better than I can. Yeah, McCullough, what is Fox to. Die? Uh, Fox Die is a weapon as a virus. They inject Snake with uh, a, some kind of virus, and the idea is they have sent Snake into uh, this base to go around and interact with people and assassinate them. It's called Fox Die. Uh, because he is going to kill the members of Foxhound. That's yeah. what these heart attacks were that uh, mm-hmm. Decoy Octopus as the DARPA chief and the Armstack president, Kenneth Baker, mm-hmm. had. They were succumbing to the virus that yeah. Snake is walking around that is embedded in his very genetic code. Wait, got, yes. wait guys, this is crazy. Um, Mikey just texted me and said he got Fox die. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Yeah. Does that mean that our presence... Kills Mikey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it means, yeah, guys. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. We all collectively are a fox die. Well, yeah. I guess that means Mikey, you should probably head out of this episode and then maybe go say goodbye to your loved ones before you 
keel over yeah. with a heart attack? Yeah, it's it's not the heart attack that I'm worried about. The major side effect is having explosive <laughs> diarrhea and, <laughs> and then having to go face down ass up. I'm just kind of worried about that. But yeah, I love you guys. I yeah. love this game. I'm gonna miss you guys. Ah, uh, well, we'll miss you too. Stay safe out there. Hey. He's not going to stay safe. Did yeah, you stay safe in your death. <laughs> yeah. stay, stay safe. Okay. I wasn't dying, I'm surprised man, he's not but, uh, stay safe in hell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, man, and do me a favor. Be safe, okay? Yeah. Okay, I can't. Yeah, boss, right. stay safe. Uh, you guys take care. All right, man. Okay, bye. bye. And, and, and send me your audio file, you know? Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Great. So Fox dies really cool. It's a disease, basically, and it's uh, the thing that will kill the the other members of Fox. Hound. Yes, yeah. which a uh, uh, snake is solid. Snake is very sort of scared because he's like, "Well, do I have it? Am I gonna die?" Right. Yeah, I would be scared as well if I got this yeah. news. Uh, we also find out about. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Li- Liquid reveals that he's been impersonating, of course, Snake's advisor, Master yeah, Miller. Which is which one is... of so funny. <laughs> yeah. <which is laughs> the way he's this guy, he just had sunglasses and he had his hair, his hair up. Hair uh, up. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is where we find out about uh, another huge thing for the series, which is the Les Enfants Terribles, which is that is that is so you know how like people call Star Wars the it's about Anakin's the Skywalker saga or whatever mm-hmm. it's ultimately just about this one family this one thing i think that's truly what metal gear is really about it's really mm. it's it's truly about like uh it's about big boss is like anakin and then the lace infants tree blaze is the luke part of that saga that it sounds is right to me it is the building of the next generation um that is uh a, they're essentially clones of this guy named big boss who is a character that we learned about in our previous games and we'll learn way, 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 way more about in future games. But, all right, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> not only are they clones, but every other guard you face at this point is yes. also mm-hmm. a clone. Yeah. It's it's just like, it, there's so much information being dropped at this point in the game that it's just like, it's so casual that like every guard you've murdered has been your brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super weird. Um, super weird reveal in general. I'm not sure what emotion we're supposed to have after finding this out, but uh, <laughs> it is it is like that third act kind of twist thing we get. We get this amazing boss fight with Metal Gear Rex that concludes with a fist fight atop mm. Rex with yeah. you and Liquid, a shirtless Liquid Snake. So for me, these last three battles in how great they are and very, you know, cinematic. Were probably the worst sort of mm. hardest things I've hard. played in a in a long time. Uh-huh. And I think both in I I mean this is partly part of the game that doesn't age for me is the controls for these fights. It yeah. are so finicky and mm. and the AI is weird, but um <laughs> It is very rewarding after like two and a half hours of trying to finish this. Oh man, yeah. I remember specifically the the liquid fist fight. I got stuck on a couple yes. of times yeah. where yeah. it was just like 
it becomes this bizarre battle with the controls where like if you don't get your punch combo correct you'll punch liquid snake once and then he'll automatically hit you twice Mm -hmm. so you've got to like really understand the bad controls Mm -hmm. and get snake lined up perfectly it was very tough the he does this rushing move when i think he has a third health of his health or less and the hitbox for that is insane yes you can't really tell going left to right but when he's going up and down and you can actually see where he lines up with snake and he doesn't hit you but it takes out damage is very frustrating um, yeah, but there are some I noticed that, too, because sometimes when you go to hit him, he dodges. And so you have to be ready for that. But if you go in for like a, a casual slap and just hit him once, like you said, he hits you a few times. Yeah. So it's pick your poison, I think, in that battle. And Eventually, the Metal Gear Rex part. What I did is kind of guess where he's going to run to hit him like two times and mm-hmm. then run away. Definitely. So that he can like do his own attack mm-hmm. and then just keep doing that. Just constantly yeah. just moving. You eventually start to realize, or at least I did, like the in if he's in the corners, he's gonna take he's gonna dodge and kick. Mm-hmm. But if he's like a little oh. bit in, you're allowed to wail on him. So like that's, that's awesome. what I started doing. And then mm-hmm. the second phase of the fight, he just starts doing whatever. Like <laughs> the rules are abandoned also. He goes yeah. X Games mode on you. It's tough. Yeah. Then and- this all is on the heels of the Metal Gear Rex, a two part Metal Gear Rex fight. Right. With mm-hmm. a huge cut scene with Gray Fox in it, who he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you oh, yeah. can't skip. Yeah, and it, yeah, you, that is, is one you can't skip. Um, those fights were the hardest in, for me in the game. I think it took me twenty tries to actually get to the fist fight or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like f- really thought I fine tuned it perfectly to get through both of the uh, I guess parts of the Metal Gear Rex fight. But there were things I also continued to forget. I never used. The chaff grenades, which will make it so the missiles that thing shoots at you will not always hit you. Like, they they will if you don't do that. And it's yeah. just like, how long can I survive and can I kill him before he kills me? Yeah. It um, took me a long time brutal. as well. I finally figured out a good strategy is when mm. he shoots the missiles, you kind of run toward him mm-hmm. and you'll never get hit by the missiles. Oh. Yeah. Not dissimilar from the tank fight. If you are brave and run towards your adversary, you are likely to be rewarded. Right. That's cool. Yeah. And again, I've, you know, I've mentioned this before, but like because of the nature of this games club, I'll be playing all these games on easy mode, which is like how I'll get through them faster. I do. I think that like I got through Snake Eater and I do think that like it was very, very easy on easy. But Um. this game I was playing on easy and I was like, this is about right because I was Hmm. still getting killed at different times on easy. And I was like, this game is a little challenging. It's a little challenging. Um, Mm hmm. So then after that, if, if that fist fight wasn't epic and big enough, you then have to do a motorcycle chase sequence, which I died on, which made me so f- angry. So, uh, yeah, so this is, yeah, this. He survives is, the I, fall. He survives, Liquid survives, mm-hmm. is falling off of uh, Rex, and then in a, in a, in a, in a sort of like a, another action movie trope, He's not dead. He's still chasing you. You're trying to leave the facility before it explodes, right? Everything's going to... Like nukes well, are being sent there. The Secretary yeah, of Defense has ordered a nuclear missile sent mm-hmm. into this nuclear missile base. It's something they love to do, which is just to wipe the slate clean with whatever mm-hmm. mistakes got made at whatever base they're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> so this is truly the most frustrating part of the game where you're on the back of this 
you know, pickup truck sort of vehicle and you're... That someone is driving. Meryl. Well, for you. Oh, okay. Did you know there's a... It's a possibility Right, 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 right. If you let Meryl die in the in the torture, then Otacon is driving you away. Mm-hmm. Which is how I like to remember the game ending. Yes. Being, oh, yes. being Otacon. Funnier I mean, really, if it's Otacon. It's better sure. if it is. Otacon but I, is I had my Meryl bro too. for life. He's that like that really toxic bro you have in your in your group who's just mm-hmm. like, man, get it together, Otacon. <laughs> David, my name's David Otacon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're on a turret, and again, if you're hit on this turret, your whole body is flipped to the other side of the screen. It takes forever to... It's a little bit like the sniper controls. It's slow to it's turn. Slow. And the camera keeps... It's the... Listen. I've got an axe to grind. It's the thing people kept saying is bad about Resident Evil in that there are like fixed camera angles and they're like, how are you supposed to shoot at the zombies? And it's like, it auto-aims for you. It, yeah. it points you towards them. This game does not. These I know. cameras keep shifting and you have to guess where it is you're roughly supposed to go. So how I was able to finish it is I went first person mode. Yes, same here. Oh. Great hack. Mm-hmm. Because oh. then you see down this basically the sights of your turret yes and you know exactly where you're shooting it's it was easier for me to tr- to like stay locked on liquid because he does move around a lot yeah, That's yeah. fascinating i didn't know you could do that <laughs> again another part in this game was like there's so many ways to d- like f- finish it and to get past objectives i really appreciate that Th- there's yeah. a a clip from my twitch stream that somebody took of me <laughs> having a temper tantrum at this <laughs> at this final like this like, is when i went to sleep last night yes rightly so <laughs> I, I like I am like smashing my controller into the window still. <laughs> like I was so angry oh at this. Goodness. Yeah, I don't usually get really angry at a, playing a game, but this really it really got to me. It's rough. And it's it's so like I remember it being cool and it is a cool idea and mm-hmm. it's exactly right for what this game needs at the end, but it needs to be even on extreme difficulty it needs to be the easiest part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, absolutely. That would be great. On rails. If you're just like blowing away yeah. these like guards, like the guards have as many hit points as they have in the normal game. So you like have to shoot them four or five times. They still mm-hmm. have iframes. Like you should be mowing down guards. Yeah. You should be blowing through it. It should be fast. It should be easy. It should be exhilarating. It should be a mm-hmm. roller coaster. And then you go home with your dear friend Otacon to uh, <laughs> drink beers and whine about Metal Gear. Yeah. To drink beers and he can still start complaining about Sniper Wolf. He's like, man, I just missed her. And you're like, you didn't even know her, Otacon. You didn't even know her. It is very finicky. I, I don't think I had quite as much trouble as you two had. I had other parts of the game that were harder for me. I think this was a two or three try thing. But I like really lasered mm. in and was like, this is not happening to me. Um, but there were parts of the game where I just got flung against the wall. The entire time. That's that's funny how we all have different moments that like tripped us up. Like yes. I remembered all for some reason all the sniper battles. I remembered every pattern she had, mm-hmm. so I did those no problem and just like knew where she was gonna be and just waited for her to pop her head out. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. I Thank that's you. yeah. But once once this you know chase sequence ends and you get to the end. I think Liquid crashes his car into yours, preventing you from leaving. And then he has a final, I think, monologue before he dies from Fox die. Mm-hmm. And he just turns like gray. Um, 
So, yeah, pretty nuts moment. The other two big big things that we'll need to know for moving forward with the Games Club is that it's very important to know that Fox Die will kill Snake at one point, right? Right. Um, Okay, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I, in replaying this, hate that we need to know anything more about Fox Die because I think this is like the most beautiful thematic ending of any game. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe how emotional it was making me. I remember being really disappointed, thinking, like, what are you talking about? It, like, the mechanism through which Fox Die works is it attacks your DNA. Mm-hmm. And they kill Liquid Snake with it, telling us who has the exact same DNA as Snake that therefore Snake is going to die at Doomed, any moment. Yeah. And we get this, like, really lovely monologue from Naomi Hunter about mm-hmm. how we're not defined by our genes, that humanity doesn't know how long they have and the only thing you can do is to do your best to live and be alive with whatever time you have left mm-hmm. and it's so lovely yeah it's th- this idea that snake doesn't have to be ruled by like his connection to big boss or liquid but also this idea that he is a soldier that he has to be in a battlefield yeah he asks naomi well when am i gonna die and she says well it's up to you you gotta yeah. live your life yeah I'm getting emotional thinking about it. It's, I think it's, it's so It's great. Beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is something that like, you know, for as, as we talk about the stories being so wacky and zany or whatever. And, and and they'll pull a move, by the way, right after this that just proves how insanely stupid this, this game is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh-huh. but you're right. I think that that concept, McCaller, is very beautiful. And I do think that it um, is in terms of an overarching, an overarching like, I don't know, throughput for snake's journey right from this Mm -hmm. moment to the bitter end i think that it serves as a very cool mechanism but what what did you not like about it fox die you said you you said that you almost i i don't want to talk about it in front of july okay yeah yeah yeah. well it's well yeah that that is something that will that'll be discussed later on um as well as the final uh post credits uh yes, we, scene. Hit the cre- we hit the credits and then we hear a voice mm-hmm. it is otacon uh little otacon who Ocelot. you know Ocelot. i'm sorry ocelot who we he does disappear from the story altogether like after his mm-hmm. arm gets cut off you really never hear from him until he's torturing you um and then after that, you kind of don't know where he went. Well, he calls the, <laughs> he reveals himself. You to don't be a know. Dev- you don't know who he's talking to. You don't know who he's to. talking to, but he reveals himself to be a double agent. And I believe the very last line is Mr. President. He says, yes, which right. is so funny Mr. in itself President. because it's, that's a, such a tropey thing, but also the funniest choice to be like. He, yeah. He also says, and I don't know. July, maybe don't listen to this. I don't. I, I well, don't know he, how to well, ask this question. Well, I wrote yeah. this down. He okay. said he says uh, a liquid thought he was the weak one, but he's actually the third one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means there's another clone. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. And uh, yeah, and uh, of course this will be all discussed and talked about and concluded on the uh the next episode on metal gear solid 2 we the are entire about- series will be concluded yes we will be we will uh be covering uh all all of this great wonderful juicy plot stuff and more on future episodes of the show we are at about two and a half hours so i would love to just discuss sort of like some closing thoughts we have about the game in general before we head out of here um 
Uh, Connor, let's start with you. As a newcomer to the game, very, fairly recent, uh, beating it for the first time, what is your thoughts? I have to say, uh, this game holds up so incredibly well, and it's such a fun... It's not quite a theme park ride, um, because there's, there's enough in this game that I think you can have uh, agency over and enough to discover and enough of this like sort of malleable world to explore and poke around in um but the the big moments are huge and even if they're cheesy they hold up really well and they're really fun and it only makes me want to dive into the series more uh and play more games and see what happens and how even more off the wall it can get so uh, well done uh, so far, this is my favorite game in the series out of the one I've played. So, hey, that's something. Big that's ups to you, Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah, McCaller, final thoughts. Um, I'm realizing something about my aesthetic, about the movies, TV shows, and video games that I love. Is I do need a sense that anything can happen at any time. <laughs> and replaying this game made me realize how much of this series inspired that in me. Like I so very much I'm enamored by all of the wild choices made in this game and it makes me so excited to uh probably honestly watch YouTube the movie of the rest of this series but re- remembering like even as we're discussing it we're like and then he's liquids a twin he's the twin of snake <laughs> and all the the soldiers are your twins it's like this game in comparison to the rest of the series is so grounded (laughs) and normal and like bolted down Mm -hmm. that i'm just like excited to get back into the metal gear swing of things i love this series awesome jacques maladu thoughts yeah it's just i think it's so fun i think the gameplay is so fun like the boss fights are really fun and they're like i mean some of them are like impossible but uh i like my favorite thing is like i was talking about the box earlier and it's like same sort of energy that I think comes across in five when you do the parachute to the things mm-hmm. that they get flung away where you're like, this game works so hard to ach- like achieve like equilibrium or whatever. Like it's just like feel or whatever. It's like feels true and real and then just makes the most psychotic choices possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just like I love that. I love that yeah. they like and then like we were talking about it's like when they do like the psycho mantis, this weird like monster like gives you this heartbreaking story it like it just does all (laughs) the things you don't i just it holds up and it's great i love it yeah july diaz final thoughts playing the game for the first time don't know why it took so long to play it uh it is definitely up there now in sort of i don't know top 10 games for me of all time i mean even just story uh, just as a piece of media it is one of my favorite things now mm. and um, i agree everything with uh that everyone has said and uh very much look forward to playing through the rest of the series yeah um and then i guess i'll go i think that for me this this was like the almost the last one i had played for the first time i mean until re- very recently but like so like 2019 you know i played this game and i had played other games in the series so i knew what the series was about but it was an exercise in like stripping that all back and back to its roots that made me realize, oh, it, it, it is. It's when I started to feel like about games in general, they almost like 
overdo it. They almost like over mechanics a game or over complicate something that's already just so fun and not broken. Like I thought that the sneaking mechanics and the battle mechanics of Metal Gear Solid 1 for the PS1 got it right the first time. There's some jank. There's definitely some thing like some certain boss fights and stuff. We, we already talked about it, but but for what it basically is, they got it right the first time. And then I just felt like the series was an exercise in well, we can't just do it again. So what's the what's a new thing we can tack on? What's a new little mechanic? And eventually it got to be to a place where you have Metal Gear 5, which is a great game, but it is just an open world exploration third-person shooter game. Like there's very few there's very few things um from its from the original mechanics left in Metal Gear Solid 5. Um the sto- story of course is uh, tonally it's very similar, but mm-hmm. um Anyways, uh, I also think that the story, yeah, like it introduces like so many great things that become just staples in video games forever. And like, uh, like again, we talk about Psychomantis a lot, but he's a thing that like he changed video games forever. Like that, that one single singular event. I agree with July. It is one of my favorite pieces of media ever. Like it truly is just like. It is to me like um, I love it with the same joy I love Twin Peaks. That is just like oh, it's just this beloved niche weird weirdo thing for weirdos, and it's so fun. And it and every choice they make is the best choice because it's the choice they're making. It has that caliber in my mind of just like oh, I love it. So operatic at times, and then so grounded and horrible at times. And um, anyways, I think uh, I don't we know t- if it oh, real quick we yeah. talked about a little bit how the game looks and I'll say a lot of the time you're spending a lot of your time in the codec and I just love the way that the characters are drawn and animated yeah. during yeah. that and it's the best yeah. yeah I also think for a PS1 game too it looks really it looks really good and it's and it's got a charm about it that I think like is becoming more popular now to like be developing games in that style like you see that pop up on steam constantly and they make their way onto the switch like these ps1 looking n64 looking games you know mm-hmm. um the, and the voice t- acting's so great and the music's fantastic yeah the music's mm-hmm. great the voice acting is fantastic and just like how much is in this game to do there's just so much little weird things to explore and poke around at and it rewards you for that and that's something i ultimately enjoy um Anyways, thank you so much for listening to our very first episode of Metal Gear Solid Games Club. This is going to be a real treat. I believe our next episode is going to be on the wildly unpopular Metal Gear Solid Ghost Babble for the Game Boy Color. Is that right, Connor? Yeah, and you say unpopular in the sense that not a lot of people played it, not necessarily that it's bad, or is it bad? I have no idea. I've only ever turned this game on for five minutes and never heard anyone talk about it. I think unpopular, I just literally mean, like, I don't know if a lot of people know about this game. Gotcha. Yeah. I will be on that episode as, as well as Mike Steele, I believe. It's going to be me, mm-hmm. Michael Hurd, and Mike Steele, and... Uh, that's because it's hard. I think it's hard to find people who know what this game even is. I learned mm. about this game very recently myself. Yeah, so. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, I'm excited to to get into that uh and then we're on to metal gear solid two three blah 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 um but anyways let's go ahead and plug before we go uh i'll plug mikey stevens right right now because he, he left without plugging but you can find him on social media at mikey loves mikey um and that's about it connor where can people find you 
You can follow me on uh, social media at Connor underscore McCabe. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And if you're hearing this and you haven't listened to my podcast, call me by your game. I think you should do it, but chances are you probably do listen to it because you are a patron here. Um, but if not, look it up. It's a, it's a game or, or a podcast where I interview someone about a meaningful game from their past. Great. Michael McCaller, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mikey McCaller, M-I-K-E-Y-M-C-C-O-L-L-O-R. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mikey McCaller. And uh, listen to my horror movie podcast, Scary Basement, on whatever podcast service tickles your uh, wide-open <laughs> air <laughs> filtered no. asshole. What am I no. saying? No. <laughs> Cancel. Uh, whatever tickles your asshole, it's in the end. Perfect. In the end. July Diaz. Just keep listening to this. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the, ser- the series. Just the I'll series. be on some of these. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Maladie, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Jacques Ness. Um, yeah. And just like keep listening to this. Yeah. Okay. And I would say my plug is to also just kind of keep listening to this. Like, that's just kind of the best kind of plug I could give right now. Actually, uh, my plug is to actually, (laughs) if you start this podcast over right now and re-listen, there's a lot of Easter eggs we planted throughout that you wouldn't have caught the (laughs) first Mm -hmm. time. So -hmm. if you listen to the whole thing again, you'll be in for a treat. Yes. Yeah, you'll yeah. get a bandana and a little bit of a, a invisible cloak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let's just say you might also get a bandana. And a bandana. Mm-hmm. And on that, um, I'll see you next bandana. Okay.